All right, guys. There's many types of horror movies franchises out there. Some are comedic. Some are horrific. What franchise do you feel works specifically better as a horror or a comedic? Or a comedy? A comedy. Yeah. Did I say that's, comedic? That's the word. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> um, are you asking me, is there a comedy that would work better as a horror or well, like, vice versa? Kind of franchise works best? Like, like, so Evil Dead, right. which is the movie we're talking about today. Spoiler alert, John, you should have been on top of that. Yeah, well, I assume people look at the title of the podcast. They click on, but maybe not. I don't I know. I would hope so. I work so hard on those episode images. <laughs> you look, do maybe we have one or two listeners that just autoplay everything back to back and they don't know what's coming up next. Okay. We know who you are. Well, I failed at spoiling. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'll do better. No, like, you know how Evil Dead, like, there's funny installments, and there's also, like, more, like, scary installments. Is there a specific, like, franchise that you think works better as one or the other and only works better as one or the other? So I actually had a difficult time with this question because it seems like almost every genre of anything has already been parodied and satirized. There's already a version out there that's, like, you know, you want a, a slasher movie? Well, we got uh, Tucker and Dale for you. You know, we got, we got these kind of all kind of lined out already. But I did finally settle on two movies that I thought, what if we switched them up a little bit? The first one being Phantasm, because that movie is damn near funny as it is, and it's a mess, and you can't really follow it unless you're on some sort of hallucinogen, and that franchise really goes off the rails towards the end. I don't know how many of you the, you guys have seen, but I'm thinking Sentinel Spheres with like Three Stooges hands coming at you to poke you in the eyes. Angus Scrim is already kind of strangely proportioned, so he could be a funny wow. character. Wow, just a real dig at Angus Scrim. Oh, look, I love the man. Okay, <laughs> he he's knows. alive or is he? No, he passed, unfortunately. R.I.P. Angus. But I love Angus. He, I think he knew how he was proportioned. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Be who you are. He went to the big and tall shop. I promise you that. I think that would be uh, ripe for a funny version of Phantasm. You got all the creatures coming out from the different dimensions. You've got Judy fucking in the cemetery and his little brother watching, being all weird, you know? And then my other option was maybe to go the other direction. What about the Greasy Strangler? Jesus Christ. What if we made a serious Greasy Strangler? <laughs> now, listeners, if you've never seen the Greasy Strangler, the best way I can describe it is somebody said, I want you to make me a movie that is like an adult Napoleon Dynamite with uh, some of the bizarre humor of Tim and Eric, uh, but I want it written in the style of like somebody who worked at a sex shop and they're age, age 55. If you have to use that many words to elevator pitch what you're doing, you're doing it wrong. That's just the pitch the normal I, one. I will say this though, that is a fairly good encompassing pitch of the Greasy Strangler. Right, I think that encompasses the feel of that movie, but what if it was a serious one where some guy was getting all lubed up in a vat of grease and then going out and murdering people and we did a, a serious take on that? Hmm? So that you didn't commit fun. to either side. You went both ways with it. I did. Okay. So you really copped out on this one. I did the best I could. All right. John, <laughs> bring us home. I will. But first question on this movie, The Greasy Strangler. Wouldn't yes. be wouldn't being greasy make it harder to strangle somebody? That's all part of his charm. Ah, okay. That, he's okay. That I've never skill. seen it, so. his charm. His charm and skill. Uh, skill and strangling. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, so I took this question in a different way. Maybe the way you intended it. And I was thinking that I think the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise suffered when they tried to do more comedic entries and if whenever they stuck to straight horror uh, they did a much better job at making films that's interesting because we, we saw this movie uh, we have a guest today and we'll introduce her in just a moment but we saw this movie at draft house and beforehand they actually had like little interviews with the director and he said the next thing he'd like to take a crack at would be the nightmare on elm street uh, franchise oh, that'd so be dope. based off what he did in this film he might take it in more serious kind of like horrific aspect you saying lee cronin the director of the film? Yeah, is that who it is? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Cool. That guy. Well, John, are you saying you don't want to see any quips, any jokes? Are you trying to like strike that from the record entirely? Like, no more primetime bitch? No, 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 I think that was like the, like the perfect balance. But like, I think... Anything past that. Yeah, once he really just starts becoming... Okay, thinking about Freddy's dead, like where he's on the broom and shit, just like oh, all of that. about that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, don't worry, you're not missing much. Uh, like all of that kind of stuff, just so over the top and, and silly. You want to get rid of the power glove? Definitely get rid of the power club but it's so iconic now i don't think that it is not in a good way okay okay (laughs) i love the power glove it's so bad okay as we said we have a guest this time hello oh see right there i I do exist leading us to it new to the podcast yes we have bunny voodoo from blood over texas here in austin and she is here to talk with us about Evil Dead Rise. So, yes. Is there a franchise that you think needs to go in a more horror or a more comedic direction? Well, I was not prepared to answer this question, but right off the bat, I think The Omen would be good as a comedy. You know, like a crazy kid shaking stuff up, killing people to come in the house. Like a problem child situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Dennis the Menace, but Yeah, Dennis the Menace, yeah. A Omen. I think Damien that'd be pretty the Menace. Good. Oh, see, it works. That's great. There we go. Okay, Boom. actually, I could see that. Yeah, all right. Um, I did a really poor job at this one, even though it was my question. Um, <laughs> and you were chastising me? Of course. I'm always going to chastise you, Mark, if oh, I get the opportunity to. Fine. Um, I really, really love the Halloween series. And it, they've always tried to be very serious. I mean, even when we get like H2O, it's still a very serious franchise. And I don't want to go in like a scary movie. I don't want a super slapstick kind of way. But I'd love a more like kind of Tucker and Dale like legitimate, like unstoppable slasher flick. So I thought the Halloween franchise might be a good, interesting way to kind of go with it, especially with the uh, the new trilogy. Very serious, very dark. Um, to take that in kind of a fun, lighthearted, maybe bring Paul Rudd's character back, but this time it's a little more comedy. And when they grind up Michael Myers, they make him to a sausage. A, a fine mm. sausage. And they all eat him with a little bit of sauerkraut. <laughs> really, really, you know, he's gone for good this time. We promise. Are you sure about that? Though? I don't know. Maybe the evil Nothing transfers. Nothing can stop Michael Myers. Well, that's pretty good. I just wanted to mention that there is a comedy omen movie called Little Evil starring our mascot, ah. Adam Scott. Adam oh, Scott? Really? Nice. Yep. The, he's the stepdad of the devil or the Antichrist in this movie. What? So, okay. 2017. So I'm sure every stepfather out there can really feel that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and stepmoms. Let's not leave yeah, them out. True. That's true. Okay. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. It was pretty good. all you creatures from cyberspace thanks for joining us on another episode of the grave talk podcast my name is mark again joined with john and garrett and special guest bunny voodoo thanks for joining us today thanks for having me all right now as is tradition yes any guests we have on here to become part of the alumni of our guest host yes that we have on here to become part of the alumni guest yes there's a way to phrase i that love better. this word salad i hope yeah, it's yeah, as yeah, tasty yeah. as it sounds uh, you gotta take the monster test I hope you studied. I'm sure you've been prepared your whole life totally. for this. Totally, yes. Okay, I'm ready. here we go. Question number one. What are two ways to kill a vampire? Um, can I pick my favorite ways? 
Okay. Well, it depends on the series, but I'm going to just go through traditional vampire lore. I love the sun. I like seeing them burn. Yes. That, that's fun. And the cross. A good stab with a cross okay. to be dramatic. Question number two. Is Frankenstein the name of the guy or the monster? It's the scientist. This is literally the wording from the movie Monster Squad, so oh, okay. that's how they phrased it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the looks you're flashing Mark right now are totally at, but it's not his fault. That's true. <laughs> uh, what are two ways to kill a werewolf? With a silver bullet and, hmm, I don't know, cut his head off. Uh, question four. There is only one right answer. Okay. You know, many, time, many people got it wrong. Frankenberry, Booberry, or Count Chocula? Count Chocula. Boom. Thank you. Suck it, Mark. People continue to get that one wrong. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. This is a rapid fire portion of the okay. test. Remake, reboot, or original? Which one's better? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, original. Correct. Wrong. Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Original. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Uh, remake. I agree with that. Friday the 13th. I'm going to go with the original just because okay. I'm an 80s kid. I got to pick the original. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I'm going to go with the original. Yeah, okay. that's you see where this is going? The Blob. God, oh, the remake. Weird little hard on for The Blob right now. You bro. hush. We'll talk about that movie later. <laughs> the remake. I like that answer. And Fright Night. Original. Correct. Three more to go. The Hills Have Eyes. Mm, the remake. I think I agree with you on that, too. Yeah. Willard. The rat movie. Willard. Willard? You know, I don't remember the remake, so I'm going to say the original. I feel like I saw it, but I can't remember. Can we check Mark's letterbox and see if he watched these movies recently? Yeah. This might just be like on top of his head. I've seen all these movies. Thank you. (laughs) And lastly, Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2013. All right. This is very hard. I want to say the original because it could have come from anything but the original, but the remake. Okay. Well, two other people in this room agree with you. So Mm -hmm. you passed. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for humoring us and doing our monster test with us. You're now an official guest on the Grave Talk podcast. I am currently bowing. <laughs> yeah, thank have you. Ever kicked anybody off for not passing the? <clears throat> have we ever kicked anybody off for not passing the test properly? No, it's just more of a show. Ceremonial. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. Ridicule, Although, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Any ridicule? We haven't had to do that yet. No. <laughs> We've got the at moment least... someone says uh, booberry. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get out of here with that garbage. Um, I would also accept yummy mummy. I would actually give you points, extra bonus points, if you throw out that one. Or what is the wolf one? Fruit brute. Oh wow! Uh, stay tuned for Mark's mini episode where he basically just talks about Halloween cereals. No, it's my new <laughs> podcast. It's all gonna. It's me called General Mill, and I'm gonna be Mr. Mill. Ooh! <laughs> I'll tell you, Mark, just give it up, man. Count Chocula is like 15 and 0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someday, Frankenberry will get his due. All right, well, gentlemen and lady, what have we been up to since last time? Just in general. Well, John, have you watched anything or have you not watched anything as per usual? Oh, I've watched quite a bit. I've watched every single Children of the Corn film. Oh, God. Oh, and please tell me you're doing a mini episode I am. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I have to He's get He's doing some, the Lord's work for I got to get something out from having subjected myself to that. Well, please, please set the scene. Did you sit down with a giant bowl of candy corn? Or popcorn. Pour no. up your favorite glass of corn syrupy mm-hmm. soda. Put on your corn hat. Yeah, I definitely did that. Yes, yeah. I'm Smoked sure. Smoked my corn cob pipe. Yeah, <laughs> everything. All the corn. I, no, I watched it over many weeks because you cannot subject yourself to more than one of these is or that, two of these a day. That would be torture. It is. Yeah. I, uh, spoiler for the mini, but uh, every one of these is worse than the one before. It never gets better. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have that going for you. 
Yeah. All right. Well, looking forward to that mini because I'm never going to watch that yeah. whole franchise. So thank you for taking one for the team. Yeah. You're welcome. Garrett, what um, about you? I have just basically been uh, working on projects, getting a few things set up. I did watch uh, recently, I burned through a couple of horror films on Shudder. Oh, no. You know what I did watch? I watched Silver Bullet. That okay. one I do want to talk about. The Silver werewolf Bullet, movie. The you werewolf told movie us about. starring Gary Busey. Um, it's a Stephen King like inspired story. Um, it's totally 80s. It is. Man, it's bananas. Balls of the wall. It's got Corey Haim in a wheelchair, which turns into like a rocket-powered scooter situation. There's uh, nothing bad about what you just said. That all yeah, sounds amazing. amazing. Synth soundtrack. Um, you had a, a montage scene where they smelt a silver bullet. We usually skip that part in movies, and I'm glad we actually got it this time. Yeah. Good. Yeah, the, the bullets come pre-made normally, but not in this movie, you're no. saying. I love it. <laughs> but other than that, just kind of the same old, same old. I watched a movie called Dash Cam from 2021. It's uh, about some gal who makes music in her car as she drives around, and, and she's like a MAGA anti-vaxxer, and it's uh, it's all like a found footage So film? she's relatable yeah. and a, a cool character. Oh, it was perfect. Yes, I was okay. so like, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I never loved, I really loved with it. her. Yes. Wanted someone to die more in a movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I watched this movie because the guy who's doing The Boogeyman did this one. So I was like, I haven't seen any of his work yet. So I want to kind of look at some of the things he's done prior. There was some good moments in Dash Cam. I'm not going to lie. There's some moments where she's driving in her car. She's oblivious to what's happening. And there's just demons like chasing her down. And she's oblivious. And it jumps through her trunk and starts working its way through like the the foldable seats and stuff. Like it's not without its merit. But my biggest problem is the character. I just can't identify with an anti-vaxxer MAGA person. I would be interested to see a character that I straight up like just can't relate to because so often they try to make a movie that you you relate to and you understand i mean evil dead rise is a good movie of characters i could not relate to at all but um yeah but so it'd be interesting to like have that like complete opposite would i accept them knowing that there's nothing about them that i'm supposed to there's a whole scene where she goes into a restaurant and refuses to put a mask on and gets thrown out for making a scene yeah it's to the t and like this person's just so unlikable i'm sure it's part of like the the premise of this movie She's just the worst. She's just the worst. Beyond her belief, like, just, like, her beliefs, her actions, she, like, ruins some other guy's car. She steals his car. Yeah. And then she's going to steal food because he's a food delivery driver. Who's he going to pick up the food and just you, eat it you herself? You guys are talking wow. to me as if you're, like, trying to, like, like berate <laughs> me into being okay with this. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying, like, you know, does a movie at any point actually make you feel for the main character? No. Not me, anyway. Really? Uh, not even with the stuff that happens to her or anything? And she doesn't die? Uh, are we going to spoil that? Sorry. Don't remember. I think you don't she, even remember? <laughs> I actually don't think she does. I think no, she crawls. I think crawls, she makes yeah. it out at the end there. And like, didn't learn, of course, traditional, as these people Did do. Did she get woke because of the demons? No, she didn't learn a single thing <laughs> from this. You know why I can't remember is because the entire credits is her driving around in the car rapping the names of everybody in the movie. Are you oh, serious? Yeah. No. So it's got an end movie rap? This person is apparently an actual musician who I'm, does this stuff. I'm going to have to watch this because you know I got to support any <laughs> movie rap okay well i think it was on shutter that's where i saw it yeah, yeah. so it, it may still be there so okay. go check that out if you're interested again i was getting ready for the boogeyman i want to see what this guy's done now bunny voodoo we know you get into all sorts of stuff here in austin tell us what you've been up to and what you got going on uh just planning events staying busy doing art working on a new project which i can't tell you guys oh top secret about yet um what kind of events 
So we do horror events here in Austin. We have a real big one that comes up in December called Horror for the Holidays, which is all horror and dark artists. We have an evil Santa and a Krampus Your boy parade. Gary was at that last year. Yes. So shout out to everyone who came out and showed love and support. <laughs> it's awesome. That one's getting ready to rev up in June, so I'm getting ready for that. But we also do uh, Slash Dance, which is a retro dance party with all the slashers there, uh, Freddie and Jason and Leatherface, so you can dance with them and take pictures with them. What if you don't know how to dance? Is that a is that a deal breaker? They don't either, so okay, it's okay, fine. Cool. Yeah, you can just it's wiggle. The community. We're accepting them all walks. We are styles. definitely, yeah. Very true. Um, and then Fright Gallery is the other one that I'm trying to plan and that's that one's just true to my heart because i am an artist so it features local horror artists and it's like a regular art gallery but cooler that is blood over texas yes. um, i believe that is the um the handle that you have on the instagram twitter yes. facebook all that stuff definitely check that out blood over texas it's uh, a really cool you know group of people that get stuff done i know you you spearhead almost all that i know it's so much work but uh definitely check it out if you're in the area stop by go to some of these events uh they're pretty awesome Thanks. We try really hard. We well, do it all you. for the love of horror. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Now we're here to talk about what? You got something? I was just going to say thank you as well. Join in in the <laughs> accolades and praise. You know. Yeah. You know, great gratitude. Can we all gratitude. pat each other on the back? That's, no, I'm only know. patting the guests. Y'all are forced to be here. So, <laughs> John, pat me on the back. Okay. All right. Thank you. I, I hope that picked up on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what are we here to do today, though? We're here to talk about Evil Dead Rise 2023, the movie that was originally supposed to go straight to streaming, but ended up in the theater. Do we need to put the 2023 on it when there's no other movie called Evil Dead Rise? Yes. Okay. For precedent. Okay. okay? We yeah. do that for everything else. It's sticking to this as well. And also, could be in the future. There's no other movie that's, that's yet. That's true. You're pre-planning. Yeah. 2060, when they do the remakes, we're already if ready. we're still doing this podcast in 2060, yeah. I, we've made mistakes. We're in Shady Brooks' retirement home, just uh, <laughs> in the you know community room, doing our podcast. I like to think we're all going to end up in the same retirement home. <laughs> when I die, you're all getting buried with me, so just know now. Wrap it up. I want to go get pudding. Come on. <laughs> love pudding. <laughs> Who doesn't love pudding, John? Well, we all separately watched this movie. I took to my normal stomping grounds, the Tech Ridge AMC movie theater, and I was the only one in the theater. I was like, man, this either nobody wants to see this movie or this bad weather that just flew in is keeping everybody at home. Or what I think happened is there was a glitch in the ticketing system. Yes. <laughs> this yeah. is what it is because you sent the link to John right away and he couldn't. It said it was sold out like minutes later. Yeah, right? I, I tried to buy a ticket like 20 minutes later and you're like, sorry, theater sold out. But my blessing ended up being a curse. Because about 40 minutes into the movie, after sitting through 20 minutes of freaking previews, that's a whole other thing that we need to talk about someday. They need to calm down with them previews. <laughs> Everybody watches them online anyway. They tell us when the, th the dang things drop. You know what, Mark? You know who doesn't have this problem of 40 minutes of commercials and oh, previews? Hush. Alamo Drafthouse. Look. Well, Mark, the thing is, the, the, tra the trailers wouldn't be so bad. It's the commercials for movie theaters when you're already in the movie theater that I don't need. I'm you already here. You, I, you, you won. You know who doesn't have those? Alamo Drafthouse. <laughs> John, are you saying you're tired of seeing Nicole Kidman say things like, somehow sadness feels good in a place like this? Yeah. I could, if <laughs> I never hear anything like that again, I'd be, I'm already at the theater. Stop well, it. Hey, look, Cinemark shows you straight up AT&T ads. That's true. So oh. they can get. Cinemark can you get. You know who Nicole Kidman doesn't work with? Alamo Drafthouse. No. Look, if, there were, <laughs> if where I lived had one in driving distance, I would go there. 
Okay. But I, my best choice so is either... So you were at the AMC theater yeah, so 40 about, minutes into the movie. Right whenever our main demon mother is cooking up some eggs, boom, power went out. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I could hear the rain going on. I was like, oh, shit, it's really coming down. About two, three minutes later, this uh, employee comes in. He's like, everyone, everyone. And I was like, it's just me. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, we're going to turn it back on in about five minutes. So just, you know, hang out. And I was like, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm doing. Thank you, though. Um, so after about 10 minutes, I wander outside to report that their uh, fire escape is just pouring water through the top of the door. I was like, it's literally getting oh, soaked wow. back here. You guys might want to take a look at this. She's like, oh, well, thank, uh, thank you. I'll tell somebody and you can go get a free pass over there. I was like, I don't need a free pass. Y'all are turning the movie on, right? She's like, no, we're actually shutting the whole theater down. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow, great. So I had to go outside and brave the storm. I got completely drenched. Took me like 25 minutes to get home in the floodwaters. And when I got home and dried off, I looked up another movie and raced over to a Cinemark, got there, watched another 20 minutes of previews, and then got to watch the movie. So it was a kind of an adventure. I'll never forget this movie. So did we enjoy this movie? I mean, I put a lot of effort into seeing it. Let's really. start rating. Let's just get into it. Breaking precedent. I love it. Uh, oh, I'll go first. Okay, everyone's looking Let's at me. Press uh, four and a half stars. First. Love it. I love that movie. Stars. Yeah, it was dope. Hella good. Okay, interesting. Uh, really, really liked it. I also gave it four and a half stars. Okay. I'm awesome. also probably the biggest Evil Dad. Uh, evil Dad. Evil Dad. <laughs> evil Dad. I'm also probably the biggest Evil Dead fan at the table, unless mm. you may uh, out, outclass me here. I don't know. Don't want to assume. What's the star rating? Out by of the five. Way? One out. Okay, I was that was going to be ten. Um. We do fives here. <laughs> I know. I'm going to give it a three. I, I went with 3.5. All right. While I did enjoy the movie, I have some real issues with this script. Okay. I'd like to know what those are. We'll get into it. Yeah. Don't you worry, Mark. Uh, that's usually what we do here. <laughs> All well. right. Podcast is over. Well, great. <laughs> nice to have everybody. <laughs> so it sounds like for the most part, though, overwhelmingly, we all enjoyed it to some degree. I think there was a lot to like here. First off, I was very happy to see them take the Evil Dead idea out of the cabin and out of the woods. And now this did still have a cabin. So, in the woods. Yeah. I thought the effects were great. The uh, characters were fine. I mean, whatever. I, I really liked that they introduced. <laughs> fine, whatever. Well, I mean, the, the core group is is great, but then they introduced all these, like, jobbers, these other folks that just all died in, like, a weird John Wick-type scene where she just takes them all out instantly. Uh, I was a little bummed we didn't get more from the neighbors. Yes. I was hoping we'd get a little bit more. They were the most interesting characters in this movie to me. Really? really? Yes. Yeah. They hardly, really. hardly show them at all. They're, like, five <laughs> minutes of screen. They, they, like, those characters, I was like, oh, I can get back. I can get down with what these guys are about or what's going on with these characters. You know, you get the nice neighbor, you got the like kind of maybe cranky, you know, old man kind of neighbor who's just got his shit together. Um, I was like, I'd like to see more from them. You just headcanoned a lot of backstory that this movie did not provide. Well, that's but I the dig vibe it. I got off them from the short interactions I had. I would okay. like to have seen more and, and experience more of their lives. Well, this is not the movie for nope. that. No, not at all. Not. <laughs> I think what we're hearing here is Garrett is not a family man and he doesn't care about kids. He said so on this podcast <laughs> Look, before. I have a note on my thing that says kids are dumb. Were you upset when this movie turned into Sigourney Weaver and Newt running around at the end? Oh, Oh, yeah. boy. I knew someone was going to bring that up because <laughs> I thought that. I was like, God damn. Here we go. I it's thought, aliens all over again. As far as kids go, these kids weren't that bad though they were they were much more I, uh, uh less annoying than other teens in, in movies hollywood we often ask you to get at us yeah it's true i'm not gonna ask you to get at us i'm gonna call you out stop being pussies kill every kid in the movie they killed way more than they normally kill do every kid in the movie there was no reason for that little girl to survive yeah. every one of them should have gotten it she's scrappy that's why okay uh -oh. yeah okay so. she's a scrappy dude of the human bunch hell yeah maybe you need to write a movie called garrett's no child left behind <laughs> 
And then you'll finally get your wish. Yeah. I thought they were brave for killing at least two. I know. I agree. I was like, oh, all three of these kids are walking out of here. So, Oh, you thought all three kids were getting out? I did. Oh, there's no yeah. way the kid who got the book. Well, let's get into the plot, but... I'll, I'll go into this reason right now, because you brought it up. The John Wick scene, I thought was completely unexpected, because they introduced all these other characters who I thought would be the one-to-one pickoffs as yeah. we go through the movie. They got rid of them immediately, and then we killed the kids. And I was like, all right awesome. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst thing. I didn't like the And way I usually don't celebrate kids dying, <laughs> but in this moment it was cool. Yeah, I did, maybe I wish we would have seen more of how she like cleared out some of them. I guess mostly the I guy like with the, the shotgun. But, stuff. Yeah. I, I really thought leaving some of that up to the imagination was nice, but anyway, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. I definitely had some issues with just like being able to relate to it, and also, you guys know I'm not the biggest Evil Dead fan. So some of the some of the fan service was a little bit crammed down my throat and I that really took me out of the moment. So that's why I had to knock it a little bit. But overall, it's a competent film. It was shot beautifully. I loved the color palette that they used for most of this this movie. The the shots in the rain were great. I mean, everything's really well done from a technical perspective. Again, it just Evil Dead's not my jam. So I kind of hit it in the middle. I think it was hard for me because I adore the remake. So I was constantly trying to uh see what they did compared to that one and so that was kind of hard for me to watch it I think as a horror movie it was good I had good characters good action all that I think the tie into the evil dead is where it kind of lost me I didn't like the way they, it, I felt it to, to be was really purposeful everything they did was very purposeful that was what I didn't like about it no it didn't, wasn't like a natural it like everything from the family to the mom who's the tattoo artist to the cool kids I mean it was just I just it bothered me do you mean like how someone happens to be a guitar tech and that skill will come into play later when we need power or something we like that? We need to make electricity, yeah. All right, sure. Yeah. I can see how that seems a little, of course, this is why that character <laughs> is what she oh. is. This movie uh, was full of like Chekhov's everything. Every single thing yeah. mentioned in the script at some point, going like into the very first scene where they're like, oh, you almost decapitated me with that drone. Like, And then like three minutes later, it's paid <laughs> off. <laughs> it won't take your whole face off. You'll just have to go to the doctor or say yeah. something like that, right? gonna mess it up and it's like yeah. hey, that that is definitely the kind of movie that it is agree with that there's no surprises here it's gonna tell you what's gonna happen yeah. and then it happens and let me just go ahead and get this out of the way for our listeners you're gonna hear a lot of things said on this podcast today and just for the record if you or someone you know is a parent out there and you enjoy the company of children and you don't feel they should be slaughtered by a monster or you're happy when someone finds out they're pregnant and you know the the, the celebration of you know that joyous occasion awesome we love you. Thank you for listening. You're going to hear me say a lot of shit about people who should not fucking have kids in this episode. So I apologize in advance if that rubs you the wrong way. You don't this know. guitar tech lady should not have kids. There's no way she should keep this fucking baby. Well, guess what? She didn't mean to. Yeah. No, halfway through, she's like, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to be a mom. It was like, after this traumatic experience, A, no. You are not mentally and emotionally in a place where you should deal with this. You just watched children and your sister be slaughtered. Number two, you already didn't know what to do with this situation. Situation. You keep saying how your life is a wreck. You don't have your shit together. You need someone to make these decisions for you. Do not bring another child into it. Then she's going to adopt the fucking newt of the movie. And I'm like, no, you are not set up for this. Look, an apartment full of demons made her grow up and become the exactly. mother that you always needed, Garrett. <laughs> she's going straight to jail. I anyway. didn't even watch <laughs> manslaughter of an entire like 
building for me to be like, you know what, I should keep this job. No, sometimes you just learn these lessons because you have to do it. So imagine what's going to happen in a few hours when uh, people find out that like 10 people were just murdered and she's the only survivor and her cover story <laughs> is a record unleashed a demon, which, uh, yeah, so she's going right to jail anyway. So, yeah, this is kind of a moot point. Now, I do have a question about this, uh, Mark, because we, we briefly kind of mentioned it today in passing. Is this movie connected to the same world as the Evil Dead remake in 2013? Was it? I didn't see anything that would indicate that, but there was an in-movie nod that makes me think maybe that's where they're going. But there was nods to almost every movie in the franchise, almost. Well, I'm but... not talking about like, hey, the character said the line from the other movie. I'm saying there's like, there sounds like there could be an in-universe tie-in that says these could all be in the same place. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. The book looked really different than it their definitely book. Definitely did. So that's yeah. that's yeah. I think that's what you're talking about, yes. right? Mark? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So there's a reason for that. Potentially, yeah, maybe. Uh, potentially. Mark's got some info on it, but um, but first, yeah. let's get into the details. This was directed by Lee Cronin, also written by the same man. If you don't recognize a name, he is the one that did the hole in the ground from 2019, which I've been meaning to see. I think it's a doppelganger story, but don't quote me on that. Hey, this movie had a hole in the ground too. That's true. Do you think it's a nod to his previous film? Every movie he will do from now on will include a hole. Because <laughs> one of our characters yells out, hey, there's a hole over here. And I was like, bravo. Wait, does he literally <laughs> say, there's a hole in the ground? I think, I he, think does. he might. And then look at the does. camera oh. and go, get it? I don't it? know if he winks, but I think he says there's a hole in the ground over here. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewatch this now All just right. for that. You've seen that part twice, so I if know. you don't know. <laughs> I know. Shoot, I wasn't looking that close. This one stars Mirabai Pease as Teresa, Richard Crouchley as Caleb, Anna Marie Thomas as Jessica, Lily Sullivan as Beth, Noah Paul as Bruce, Elisa Sutherland as Ellie or Elv, that's the demon mother, Gabriel Eccles as Bridget, Morgan Davies as Danny, Neil Fisher as Cassie, and uh, that's probably all we need to know. It's currently on Rotten Tomatoes. We're at an 84% with the critics and an 86% with the audience. So I feel like that's actually pretty... Yeah close to what it should be it's still certified fresh this was on a 15 million dollar budget like i said originally i think it was going to go straight to hbo max but then they started to restructure restructure everything to come back to the theaters decided to hold it and uh, released it there but bruce campbell did recently say that he expects to see more evil dead more frequently um, so instead of waiting every 10 years for another movie, every two to three is what they're shooting for. So we're now. screaming this up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So sounds like too much evil dead. If I'm being honest, I like that. It's kind of an event. Maybe every decade is a bit much, but I don't want it to be like, Oh, it's paranormal activity. 12, you know, I do feel that we, this, this cash machine that we have to do a yearly entry yeah. is, I think it does really hurt some of these franchises quite a bit. Cause these movies are so intense. Like do you, I don't know if I want to watch this every single year. I love the intensity of it, but I mean, well, what how about different every can you three make years? The, yeah, that'd be all right. How different can you make the story? It's like the purge. That every too. fucking year yeah. you're getting the same thing. Hey, tonight you can purge shit up, you know? Well, they got unlimited, right? We did a, We just did apartment building. We got cruise ship, spaceship, I swear to God, uh, if you mall. take Evil Dead into space, oh. I am so done with you. We can have a demon daddy. We can have a yeah. demon cook. We can have a demon Who clown. doesn't want a demon daddy? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Restaurant. That's great. Evil Dead restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many right. options. What's the name of that movie, John? Oh, I think you got something that I don't have. <laughs> it's something with four stars. Uh, Evil Dead uh, Michelin or yeah, something. We'll come back to you, audience. If you can think of a good one for the <laughs> Evil Dead restaurant movie, let us know. This is the IMDb synopsis of the movie. There's no back of the box. 
A twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. It's a lot of words. I don't... Okay. I mean, it was all right in the beginning, and then it kind of petered off there, but... That didn't sound like the same movie, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know who writes the IMDb stuff, but... uh, do better. <laughs> Tony's crying in the corner right now. They didn't like it. That was my first one. I'm getting roasted already. <laughs> All right. Well, how does this one kick off? Uh, this one kicks off in the woods, actually, with the, what is it, the standard um, evil dead cam where you kind of go through the, the ground shot. We got the yeah. POV, like yeah. it's supposed to be the Kandarian demon zipping through the woods. It's, okay, is that what it was? I know yeah. we, we have these in like every Evil Dead movie. I never. I know it's not monster cam, which we get in this movie. Well, demon wind. Okay. You know, okay. something like that. So yeah, we get that. We basically end up like going to this cabin in, in the woods and you think, okay, here we go again. All right. But uh, no, so basically this girl's out on the dock reading her book, just trying to enjoy her afternoon and then some asshole douchebag zips out of the woods with a little drone and you realize that the whole camera view is a drone with a GoPro or some shit on it and you're just like, oh boy, here we go. It's going to get meta. He's a real dickhead. She goes inside to talk to her friend who's the girlfriend of this guy. I guess guy. the girlfriend, yeah. 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 Who's He drugged with Klonopin and was like, I just needed her to take a nap or Wait, some shit. Oh, that's right. He said like yeah. she should sleep through all the stuff like that. Yeah. She's, he's just the worst boyfriend. It was, also be, it was also supposed to be some sort of birthday party and nobody else showed up except for her cousin that she picked <laughs> up. Look, as someone who recently had an art show and no one showed up, I get it. I fucking get it. <laughs> Do you need a Klonopin? I need a lot more than that. I need the heaviest drugs we can find. Stat. But no, so he's he's been a real douchebag. So the friend goes inside and sees the passed out friend. And she's like, look, let me borrow your car. Let me get the fuck out of here. I'm done with this whole vacation. Well, the, the girl's passed out as far as she yeah. knows. So she's just talking out loud. It's like, I want to take your car. This really sucks. I'd like to leave. And then she starts. She sits down and starts reading Wuthering Heights. And then all of a sudden, it pans to the girl that's on the bed. She's sitting upright, facing the wall, away from her cousin. And she's reading the book. She's reciting what the person uh, is reading in the book at the word same Word for exact word time. off the page. And oh, no, that's so weird. I mean, it is. It is. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, it's a nod back to the original where she's reading the cards. Oh. Remember okay. where she starts? She starts reading the cards, you know, you know, red hearts. They're playing cards. And so she starts picking up the cards, and then they don't know that their friend is possessed. And she's then her friend starts calling them. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And in classic Evil Dead fashion, she makes some weird, you know, demon voicey stuff, falls on the floor. Her friend goes to see if she's okay. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, everyone who vomits in this movie is either vomiting blood or cum, right? This is semen. Because it's like weird, clear, white. I just thought it was like bile. I did not jump to semen, but maybe. I did not catch that either. Okay, because doesn't the like, I mean, in the previous movies, doesn't the demon win kind of like rape? these people and stuff like that and they're all very sexual about it and stuff like that yeah I but there was, was no s- no semen white no demon semen okay well, I don't know I was like it was just like I was like that's a lot of white liquid coming usually, out usually as someone who's puked up bile before usually it's mm-hmm. clear it's usually like, very clear it's usually plants doing the uh, uh, penetration yeah. yeah probably not Look, producing any the whole, like, <laughs> should we really get into the weeds the here the the science of plant rape the weeds uh, I think it's demonic bile, so it's going to look completely okay, different. All right. yeah. I, I got a very different <laughs> look of it. And I was like, wow, this is... Because, uh, again, the demons are always so 
sexual with these people. So I was like, is this some kind of weird, like, you know, demon sex thing? So you're just watching it going, yeesh, that's a lot of cum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, actually, when I saw this scene. Anyway, she pukes up all over the place in some weird, quote unquote, white, unnamed liquid. <laughs> and uh, her friend's like, what the fuck? And then, boom, she sits up. And this is our first, like, we're, what, five minutes into this movie? Mm-hmm. And uh, her friend grabs her uh, her side ponytail or whatever the whatever the hell it is, and then just rips it off her head. Yeah, yeah. and says something to the effect of "Who's the meat sack now?" Because the the cousin was making fun of her while she was passed out. We get to see the douchey boyfriend taking a piss off the pier, mm-hmm. and he turns around and screams, and it's our scalped gal wandering out, our scalped gal, probably going to beg for help, but she can't talk. I mean, I guess it might be hard. I didn't know how fast you die when you get scalped. I'm mean, not very bone, familiar with it. Your bone is there, so it protects yeah. your brain and stuff like that, but you're bleeding out and get infected really bad. I yeah. imagine the shock has got to be insane, but... I don't no. think it's inherently fatal, though. Like, right off the bat, you'd probably be around for a while painfully. It'd be hurt, though, yeah. so much. Oh, my God. You could put a wig on it, and you know, be okay. <laughs> you could, <sighs> could you? Oof. Maury's wigs don't come off, even underwater. So she's just uh, in shock without hair. As without a, a head, without a scalp. Yeah, yes. I know. So without hair. How do you describe that? Scalpless. Scalpless. There you go. Thank you. Scalped, if you will. Scalp. Yes. And then from out behind comes running the demon uh, possessed gal, and she runs up and grabs the drone, looks at everybody, and is like, "Hey!" <laughs> and then jams it in her face, and boy, does that just blast her straight into the water. Did you think that she was going to cut the boyfriend? With I the did. Drone? Yeah. yeah. I thought I she was going to go after one of them. Yeah. Yeah, but she knows she takes it to the face, jumps in the water, and there is like blood pool and the boyfriend dives in after her to save her and you see even more blood and then his head gets thrown out of the water and onto the dock it's still twitching we we ask this question a lot at the podcast and uh i I have to know and bunny we're gonna leave you out of this one just because i don't want to put you on the spot just yet but these guys have been through this question many a times say your significant other no Okay, then we have our answer. Yeah, okay. definite no. I uh, yeah, what the fuck? If your wife jams herself in the face with a drone and like cackles in a demonic way and then yeah. jumps into a pool after scalping somebody, yes. that's the main key actually. Like okay, the scalping, true. yeah, because no one scalps themselves for fun. I'm no. gonna throw one of those little thing, those little what are they donut things, lifesavers, lifesavers, yeah. or maybe go get the uh, pool net and try to scoop <laughs> emotional <her> support. <laughs> you got this, babe. <laughs> Swim harder. And then what I thought was an incredible scene, she lifts up out of the water like she's Jesus and floats above the water. And then the title comes up from behind the trees in the background. I I loved it. That was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was great. But let me ask you a question about your theater experience, because ours, I don't know if it was just our theater experience, but was the sound oppressively loud? The soundtrack in this movie was so loud ear piercingly loud yeah, yeah it hurt my ears so i was like am i getting old but it's good to that's know that's exactly what i thought i'm like oh my god i'm old now it hurts my ears <laughs> i didn't notice i was just like yeah that's right because i was all by myself <laughs> we cut to i guess to be a thailand um club right because they mentioned they went to bangkok Let's be specific what kind of thailand club we're talking about here oh, f- fair fair uh, a normal rock club i would yes. assume yeah. yes uh we meet beth who's sitting on the toilet and she's giving herself a pregnancy test okay i thought it was a covid test at first because i didn't know she was on the, the toilet <laughs> i thought it was a covid test and i was like what a terrible place to do a covid test You're like why aren't you jamming that in her nose yeah wait a minute that's not how you test for covid <laughs> like no she is taking a pregnancy test on the raunchiest toilet 
in existence in this club bathroom. I assume being a guitar tech, you're going to be used to this kind of uh, uh, environment. Yeah, you no, know? no shame in that. She's not phased at all. So it also seems like a really weird place to take a pregnancy test at work yes. on the job. Yeah, in she's, a bathroom such as this. She's Do still going to be hotel. pregnant or not pregnant in a few hours. She can you, probably take care of that later. Oh, this comes in one of my questions later on of how pregnant do you have to be before you start feeling kicks and stuff in your stomach? Because she takes that pregnancy test like, oh, man, I guess I'm pregnant. Like she hasn't well, experienced yeah. any symptoms yet. But the moment she gets back to her, her sister's house, she's like, oh, it's kicking. I'm like, what the fuck? Look, I don't claim to know anything or anything. We don't know nothing about, about birth and no babies. Pregnancies or any of that stuff. But I thought it was like maybe she was already getting the morning sicknesses or something. So maybe she suspected. But it was evening. Uh, it didn't make no, sense. No, it's, yeah, she's probably like only a couple of weeks. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Maybe a few months tops. So. Yeah. I thought it was kicking because she goes, ah, oh, like Benzo. I was like, wow. Is this like a super baby? I she thought just, the baby was possessed. I thought she was related to the, the cabin people already, and we had a possessed baby situation. Mm, I did think oh. at one point we were going to have some kind, of, some kind of demon baby. Yeah. But that didn't happen. No, so. maybe she just mm. really had a poo. Gassy? Yeah, gassy. <laughs> yeah. Pre- pregnancy gas? Oh, Is that yeah. a thing? Maybe. maybe. I mean, I don't think any of us here have had babies, so. Uh, no. no. We immediately cut <laughs> to the other side of the world. At an apartment complex. I don't know what city they were in, but like New York or something. Detroit, right? home of RoboCop. I hope. It felt yeah. that way. Axel Foley. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're introduced to a family. Uh, we've got three children, one boy, two girls. Uh, the youngest being the daughter of like, say, seven? Yeah, maybe say like like eight. Eight, eight or nine. Yeah, eight or nine something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the girl's busy cutting the head of a doll off with a pair of scissors. The youngest girl, yes. Yeah. Bridget is the one with the, the Katie Lang haircut. Right. Yeah. She, she's busy making protest signs. She's yeah. getting ready to go protest. Global warming. Global Everyone warming, Everyone yeah. in this family has yeah. got some shit going on. Her poster said, make Earth cool again. And yeah. I was like, yeah. all right, I'm into that. That was poster. clever, yeah. 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 Okay. The oldest one is the boy. I he gets to drive in the movie. Yes, correct. His name's Danny. He's like in a DJ shit. So he's yeah. in his room yeah. just like blasting music. While the mother's working on a tattoo gun, I think. Yes, yeah, Imagine is. how pissed you'd be if you lived in that kid's apartment building and he was blaring music with those giant speakers. Head cannon. Okay. The building's basically cleared out. Can't be because we know they have downstairs, downstairs people. There's like eight people. But the, the lady who lives downstairs. Or maybe the neighbors are groupies of Danny. Oh, that could be it. All right, I like that well, head cannon. The gal downstairs is the girl on Klonopin, so she's <laughs> probably not paying attention to much. True, true. <laughs> and then our youngest is uh, Cassie. She reminded me of the meme girl who's giving you the what the fuck look. Oh, that, yeah. You know that meme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So picture that, listeners. Bridget's probably like 15, 16 yeah. or something like that. And then Danny's probably 16, 17. Yeah. Um, and the mom is, as we said, a tattoo artist. I had opinions on her tattoos. I know you had Ooh, opinions I had a on very strong opinion. What are they? Uh, her tattoos sucked for being like a <laughs> tattoo artist. Like they were like finely drawn, like little sketchy. Every mom I know that has tattoos has, and as a tattoo artist has, first of all, all over her body mostly, yeah. or like at least the arms. Uh, but they're, you know, pretty decent, thick tattoos. And hers were just, they look like. You know the ones you, you the tattoos that you lick and you stick to your skin. That's what it wow. looked like to me. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Okay, well, Evil Dead Rise, get your tattoo shit together. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe she heard not to get high on your own supply. She thought that meant applied to tattoos as well. <laughs> yeah. They live in a very uh, very nice like apartment for the building that they're in. I mean, it's got some problems. It's, we're, we're we're told it's being condemned or sold, and it's basically going to be like redone. Um, the elevator's kind of janky. 
you know, electricity, you know, the standard stuff for an older city building. I think the apartment has some good character to it, though. It gave me a real Ghostbusters feel. Since we saw it at the Alamo Draft House, they have interviews before the movie, and the director was saying that he was inspired by Rosemary's Baby, and that's kind of where the building came from. I could see that. All right, that's cool. And out of nowhere, bada beam, bada boom, the sister shows up from Thailand, and she scares the the mom, and she gets punched in the face, which I love that because yes. as someone who hates being scared by jump scares, don't ever jump off of me. You might get tapped in the face. Yeah, that's fair. You, if you ring someone's doorbell and then spook them, don't just don't do that. That's just bad. That's bad. So through the through this like interaction of everyone kind of coming back, you know, we realize that the husband of the mom has left. Um, and then the sister, uh, Beth, right? Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Mm-hmm. Beth is like, oh, if only I had known, I would have totally been here. And the sister's like, I called you like months ago and let you know. So the mom sends the kids out to go get pizza. And she's like, oh, I wish I would have. You kind of tell that she's kind of full of shit. Beth Definitely. Is. Who doesn't check their phone for two months? She was on a flight. She was just sitting in an now, airport for a while. Do we know she listened to the message before and just didn't want to call back? Or do you think oh. that she is just hmm. now getting around to actually testing it? Because I've got the feeling that She's one of those people that's got her own shit always going on, so she doesn't have time to deal with anyone else's shit. So even if she knows about it, she's going to be like, that's your problem. I got my own crap. She made it seem yeah. like when she plays the message on film, that's the first time she's hearing it. That's the way it kind of played. I just mm-hmm. wondered if that's what you guys that's got. That's what I got from it. And then I was like, who doesn't check their voicemails? And then I was like, all right, Mark has like 7 million emails just sitting on his phone. So. Okay, <laughs> 3,342. Okay, leave me alone. So we kind of had this moment where she's like, okay, you're right. I'm not a great sister. And then immediately turns it and is like, hey, I have a problem. And the the other sister, what's the main uh, mom's name? Elle or Ellie. Okay, Ellie. Um, She was like, what else is new? And we get this real, I mean, this is the part I related to the most. I really felt for these characters dynamic because I was like, wow, this is kind of a dysfunctional but kind of, you know, manageable situation. But this is where we find out she's pregnant. She doesn't know what to do. And right as that happens... She doesn't even tell the sister. That's not revealed to anybody. Oh, I thought she told the sister. Oh, she said, I have a problem that I need help with. Only the line later, which you're probably going to talk about. So originally, Elle, the older sister, is annoyed with her younger sister, not not listening to the voice messages or getting back to her. But she falls into the role of the big sister pretty quickly. She's like, you know what? Let's... I wouldn't want to hear me anyways. I hate the sound of my own voice, so I get it. You know, She deflects with, you know, humor, which... She's already diffusing that little animosity that had built up. Um, so the kids arrive back. They go into the apartment garage, and a tremor happens. 5.5 earthquake. Yeah, my question was, do y'all think the book caused the earthquake, or is that just luck well, that's or bad I'm luck? Saying. Was it just a con- uh, situational thing, or was this actually part of like how the demons are like, ooh la la, now's our chance? Well, in the remake, at the end, the demon comes out of the ground, so that might have been sort ooh, of the demons okay. are underneath the ground. I don't know. I didn't think that when I saw it, though. I kind of like the idea that it was just accidental because I feel like priests had hid this away on purpose. Under an apartment building in a bank <laughs> vault of a building that used to be a bank. How the fuck did they get access to the whole vault? You see all these crosses, man? You think that book's got any power in the sight of Jesus with that giant wooden crucifix and 800 crosses? <laughs> we'll get to the we'll get to the vault in just a second, but yes, the kids, you know, downstairs in the basement garage, uh, drop the pizzas, they find a hole. And uh, Danny, being the uh, the genius that he is, just walks into it. So earlier, before they go to get the pizza, they're all sitting around the table, and Cassie has built a stick with a doll head on it called Staphanie. 
and they had gotten in a little family's spat spat or something and it got snapped in half and now it has a sharp point important for later like john said everything has a check <laughs> yeah, that's true okay yeah. i think we we'll to talk about that later when it pops up but no okay. but, the, but what i'm trying to get to is they have a discussion about how ghost danny had been telling her a ghost story about some banker that hung himself and if you jingle coins in your pocket he'll come and steal your money so that's even more reason to climb down a fucking hole in an oversized building after a Earthquake has opened up this section. I of don't the know, man. If I literally saw something like that, an easy way to get in, mm-hmm. I might go down there. Yeah, definitely. As a teenager, man, teenagers really? are dumb. I say that as an ex-teenager, uh, they're all dumb. Well, so we're they all would... technically ex-teenagers, yes, I know. John. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> when I was in high school, we snuck into a condemned courthouse and spent the night there, and we went into the jail cells and closed all the doors. Yeah, with people nice. in it. I broke into a like old sanitarium, uh, then. It was very dangerous, very stupid, and almost got arrested. I did a bunch of dumb shit, but never anything that could eventually like result in ghosts or monster demons. But they don't know <laughs> that there's, like, I mean... I know, I know, but I, I guess I was that kid that was like, I'm not risking it. I would have definitely jumped down there and been like, what is all... I don't know if I would have taken that creepy-ass book, but I would have definitely looked around. Look, we used to climb in like a little like sewer tunnel by my old apartment complex, and the moment it came on TV, oh, no, we didn't even fuck with the ditch no more. We were done uh-huh. with that. I mean, play it safe. Anyway, Danny goes into a hole. <laughs> Okay, I'm team uh, Danny. That's all I'm saying. um, Anyway, so he goes in the hole and he's looking around and he starts just digging through um, the like, uh, what do they call them? The uh, safety deposit boxes. Yeah. And he's not finding anything. But then he finds a a big metal container, opens it up and inside there's a bunch of letters and he finds some records and a book. Well, he's a DJ, but the book's not in there. The book is in a sarcophagus a little ways away. You're right. I totally forgot about that. He finds these records and he throws them in his backpack, which... I'll be honest, if I did find crazy, not very labeled records, I would take them. Because that same ditch I was just yeah. referring to, I found a copy of Beastie Boys License to Ill, but the water had worn away the entire like letters on it, so we didn't know what it was. So yeah, I, I'm with Danny on this one. Yeah. And without the internet, how long did it take for you to find out what it was? So long until my aunt was like, <laughs> oh, I love this album. And I was like, who is this? This is amazing. <laughs> We were young kids, too. We weren't listening to real music at that time. Yeah, good, good find. Good find. <laughs> Not like these records. Thanks, ditch. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they he finds these records, throws them in his knapsack, knapsack, backpack. Jesus Christ, what is it, 1932? <laughs> uh, Jesus' crucifix Just falls, falls down, scares yeah. him. Causes him to look over and see the sarcophagus that has all these rosaries sort of hanging from the ceiling over it. And he's like, well, this is pretty cool, which I also understand. And then there's we a can whole... all agree this is like the most beautiful scene in the movie, right? Right. Yeah, it's, I want to do that in my house. Yes. It's very well yes. shot. You should make it the guest room just to really fuck with people. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, there's a hole in the sarcophagus, and he looks in it, and uh, there's not much in there except this creepy-ass book that he's like, I should probably take this, too. So here's my question. If we want to believe that the book or the force behind the book broke open and made the earthquake occur, why had it, why did it take to right now to happen and not because it's been in there since 1923 ish timing is everything Mark <laughs> I <laughs> have no true. idea so I like to think it was just a coincidence I, the only reason I'm I starting think, to agree with you I think yeah yeah I'm starting to think that way too now that I think through it because there's also was in the news like there's a news report about how the earthquake hit whatever area so that, that'd be really powerful of the book. And I know these demons are really fucky and get really crazy from time to time, but I don't think they're earthquake powerful. 
especially when they haven't been summoned yet. This mm. is bad okay, luck. So we're just going to go with the whole, like, this is a coincidence that just happens to be the catalyst of this whole yes. thing. Okay, cool. I think we're all on board for that. So Danny, being the genius he is, decides to take this death book. Which covered in beetles or roaches or something. And he just, ah, oh my God, bugs in my face. <laughs> that would freak me the hell out. I yeah, I would you. leave. I'd, I'd probably leave. drop the book and run away. <laughs> Going in this hole, no dice. I'm not into it. Looking through abandoned, like, you know, scary corridors and stuff, no way. If I found that Necronomicon, I would totally take that shit. It just looks too fucking cool not to take with you. It is pretty cool. Now, this book looks different than it's ever looked before. Yeah, right? each book has looked different. So our original Necronomicon Ex Mortis has the face yeah. on the front. The one from 2013 looks more like a, a fleshy stitch just together. Just like a Frankenstein-style flesh book. Right. And now this one is veiny and has teeth. If we're going to rate the Necronomicons... Fuck. Let's fucking get into it then. All right, here we go. John. Oh, I don't care. Remember any of them except the two that we just <laughs> talked about. So this one I liked more than the 2013 one. And then the other ones I don't really remember. Well, there's only one other one. No. Well, so. then that one's number three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say it was kind of weird because the clip reminded me of a banana clip that you put your hair up in. Oh, the teeth? Yeah, but I'm a girl. Yeah. So maybe that's why I hit. Like, I, I felt. No, that I thought the same more. thing. I was like, oh. I totally see that. Yeah. Oh, every guy who's found one of those uses his monster teeth. Oh, yeah. definitely. Like, no one's not done that and been like, rah, 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 rah. Okay, update. Mark has shown me the. Uh, OG book and I stand by my rankings. Okay. All right. I'm the Frankenstein uh, stitch one. So 2013. And I like the face one and this would be my, my least one. Okay. But I like the teeth. It's a nice touch. You know, I'm going with the face one is number one. It's just so iconic. It's so creepy. Um, I think in a at the time it looks a little bit more goofy than it would now but I like the idea of the face being stretched on it. Number two, teeth version, rise version and then we're going with Frankenstein stitch is number three. I like the look of Frankenstein Stitch, but I love the teeth as a concept, but you can't beat that face on number one. I agree with Garrett. As you should, sir. <laughs> so, majority rules, let's continue. They're all rad. We'd all love them all for yes. bookshelves, no, right? Really I actually cool. said that. I was like, I need all three of these now. Yeah, those are, I mean, yeah, they are all dope, so. So he takes the book and we go upstairs and, you know, there's some interaction. The mom's like talking to the neighbors like, oh my God, where are my kids? We get to introduce ourselves to... Jobber number one. He's Mus a muscle shirt <laughs> yeah. neighbor guy. Nice neighbor guy. Gabriel. Okay, Gabriel. Gabriel. Old man Beardy. Mr. Fonda. Who has a cat oh, and yeah. a shotgun. Charlton Heston guy. There you go. There you go. That's going to come into play later, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we meet two other kids who one of them has a thing for Bridget. Jake. Jake. I'm going to forget all How these names. How do you names. know? Oh, oh, oh yeah. I like, did, did they even say these names in the movie? <laughs> Probably not. And then Jake's younger brother, who doesn't matter because he's cannon fodder out the gate. Yeah. Scott. Scott. So we meet all of them and the mom, oh my God, my kids are safe. Thank goodness. They go inside. Oh, she goes, you should never take the elevator after an earthquake. Then she goes, my kids are safe. Yay. And they hug. Well, you know, classic parent thing. Yeah, that is very parent. And be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to calm down now. And did you guys catch what the mother does? She hugs them? She takes the elevator. Oh, uh, yeah. She stares at the stairs and takes the elevator. Hypocrite. Yeah. Should have taken her own advice. You mm -hmm. know, there's a lesson to be learned here. <laughs> <laughs> what that lesson is, we don't know yet. Get some exercise, you lazy ass. Yeah. 
<laughs> Take them stairs down to the basement. She was in great shape. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm over schlubby over here being like, hey, lose so, some weight. So Danny has the book out and he's like, hey, we could sell this, get mom some money. She could totally use it right now. Yeah. His Bridget, heart's in a good place. Being one of the only sensible people in this house was like, yo, that's fucked up. You need to go put that back right now. And Danny's like, well, mom said we can't go outside because it's dark. I'll do it tomorrow. Clever son of a bitch, you. Do you want to know what this reminded me of? In third grade, <laughs> right when Super Mario 3 came out, one of the kids in my class brought the Re- cartridge. Revealed to us in the classic, The Wizard. Yes. Okay. It was right around that time. He brought his game with him to school to show everybody in class. And while I was looking at it outside, the bell rang, and I went back to my desk with it. And when we went home for the day, I quickly went home with his game before he <laughs> You stole this kid's Mario 3 game? For the night. Okay, all right. And wow. I gave it back to him the next the day. The anguish that kid must have been going through. Those cards were like 70 bucks at the time. Yes. He was pretty cross with me the next I morning. believe Garrett, it. You fucking criminal. Do you know the power of the wizard, Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> I had to play this game. That is, wow, revelations on the Grave Talk podcast. So I think there was some parallels between Danny's little, but mom won't let me take it, you know? that. So I was like, Oh, no, he me. wants to fuck that's with like those records. Yeah, that's yeah, straight yeah. up. Yeah, he's being a little mischievous. Also, I thought when he started playing those records, he was going to remix it with audio, like his bass, like, mm, mm, That would have been mm, so dope. So too, yeah. <laughs> that would have been rad. I have a note that's like, why the fuck didn't we get a remix of this Necronomicon verbiage? So let's stop. I want to ask you, you said you don't really connect or like these characters. Nope. Why? At so far, I think they're all pretty well fleshed out. Yeah. Because everyone is, again... I know it's a horror movie. I'm willing to let a lot of this go. I didn't really like hate them the entire movie, but everyone was such a character and like an overgeneralization of what like, you know, like when an old man's like, like, you know, what's cool right now? Tattoo artists, DJs uh, protesting. Yeah. You know, like let's put them all in there. That's, that's, that's hip shit. It's the, it felt like the idea of what everyone thinks the coolest family ever is. Don't get me wrong. This family could exist. I'm sure it does out there somewhere. But everyone has such a like, like, I'm the DJ. I'm the protester. I'm the tattoo artist. And What's I was the like, little kid? I'm the one with the doll head on the I'm stick? I'm the one with mental problems who's cutting <laughs> mental baby heads off. <laughs> but also, the ta- I mean, she's that's not her identity. She's not the tattoo Dude, artist. Her, she had the little, like, sparrow with the scroll above it. Like, she, all her decor was tattoo, like, classic tattoo She likes design. what she likes. I mean. I, I know. Again, John, you don't unbelievable. have to defend this shitty I family do. for me, okay? No, I do. I, Someone's got to. I just didn't really connect with it. Again, the neighbors I connected with more, I was like, these people seem real. These people seem like... Like they're just kind of living their lives and doing their own thing. I'm sure Homeboy with the Cat has his little things, but it wasn't like their identity to me. But anyway, the movie calms down on that and everyone kind of becomes like much more acceptable. So it was a little too, this doesn't represent the modern common family. It, it, maybe, maybe not all at the same time, you know? There's always that one or two cool family members, but not the entire family. Well, I go back to the purposeful thing. That's what I thought. Everything was so like, you know general and purposeful so they had to have the the angsty ting that was the protester and as as everything you were saying a lot of it didn't feel natural enough to be i'm feeling him on that i see i see what you're trying to say yeah it just felt a little bit too charactery for me to like you know be like initially like oh boy here we go but again the moment the movie gets going though i didn't really care too much about that 
because everyone actually acts pretty natural. Like they don't like. There was no point. I was like, go get my tattoo gun. I'll defend myself. And no one's like, like I'll throw records at it. There was none of like their identity became how they were going to interact with the situation. Oh man, <laughs> I wish Danny was throwing <laughs> records at demons. So awesome. You know, or like you know, like I'll I'll blare this music and that'll you know stun it for a second or something. Beatles White Album. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was that shot of the dead. Yeah. Shot yeah, of the yeah, dead. Now much. this is my. I have two points of contention with this movie. Evil Dead as a whole, actually. Um, I love these dusty old records. I love the fact that it has a number one etched on it and then something like small written on it. If you are going to record yourself doing anything, let's say, illegal, questionable, uh, dangerous, and then at the end, after days of dealing with said incident, are going to record something that says like, oh my God, whatever you do, don't do this. For the love of God, don't touch this thing. Label that as number one, right? Play me first on it. Do not name it number eight. Because at the end of the sister's like, I'll start at the end. Don't, whatever you do, don't touch these records. Motherfucker, switch it up. Like, learn to label better. I know it has to happen this way, but it drives me nuts when that happens. But he or, labeled them chronologically. So he's like, fuck, do I go back and scratch yes, out the one? You scratch the fuck out and you say, listen to me first. Or you pull the magnet tape out of the tape and you don't have that at all well, yeah he should have taken the record and snapped it in half rather than include anything, it into the chronicle anything but we have to have the demons released i mean maybe so. it's okay to like you know have like you know like if you're going to listen to this stop the record halfway through disc two <laughs> so you don't accidentally have this go off now i did like in this movie though when he starts playing it he tries to stop it the the uh demonic power is actually preventing it from being stopped yes, danny after the first word he's like nah fuck this and it won't let not after the first word, he gets no, like it was, after the it first was Conda, disc. and he's like, "Uh oh!" And he like, it "Oh won't no!" St- I'm talking about the whole his the father Father Johnny's intro, where he's like, "Ah, yo, me and Father Tony and Paul, we're all gonna basically fuck with some Dude, demons here." But I see get what it. Happens. I was like, "Yeah, and that really would make a really good sample for a song." Oh, so no, that, again, I get why he was probably like, "Yo, I found some good the shit." Remix <laughs> should have happened. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so the way this plays out is he he takes out record number one, he blows dust off it. He should have cleaned it better. It's probably still very filthy after. <laughs> 100 years in a bank vault. Uh, he puts it on and tries both speeds, 33, 45, and it's still too slow. So he has to manually wind that record. It's about a priest who's gathered a lot of the church members or congregation to present this finding. We found the Book of the Dead. I think he calls it something like the Natorum Damata. And he says, this is one of three books. So that's where I'm saying that all these could be actually in the same universe. We've got three Necronomicons now. Did they have all three books together or just this one? They've only found the one. He's okay. like, the one of the legendary books of the three or something like that. I love the audience in the background of the uh, recording where right. it's all like, like we should test this out. And everyone's like, hurrah, hurrah, no, put it down. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that's like, awesome. Heresy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Destroy the book. And actually one Let's of the Let's order voice- pizza. <laughs> Boo that man. <laughs> <laughs> one of the voices on the recording is Bruce Campbell. Is it really? One okay, of so that's like, the cameo? Oh, we gotta destroy the book. I was like, that's Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. So you picked it up. Yeah. Okay, Brad. Mm, I st- actually haven't even checked to see if I'm right. Oh. It's just a so feeling. So lies. <laughs> I know it's him. In my hardest of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. If I'm wrong, you can tell me, listeners, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Wouldn't it be a book of the dead, then? If it's one of three, not the book of the dead? Mm-hmm. Get it together, movie. Latin. All right. They didn't have the syntax proper at the time. This has been John's nitpick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's my biggest problem with this movie. They got the title of the book wrong. He moves on to disc two. 
or vinyl number two, puts it on, and in the it's the priest going, none of them believe me. None of them wanted me to do this, so I'm doing it on my own. Here we go. hands, Hoopa. <laughs> Here we go. I'm reading a book. And then he starts reading. And it's the same words that we get for all the books. Yeah. So I'm glad they kept the words the same. Um, but yeah, Danny immediately was like, no, 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 we're not doing this today. Tries to turn off the power. Power won't go off. I think it does he even unplug yeah. his it's shit. It's sparking and it, stuff. Like, yeah, he's yeah. trying to. him with a spark. He tries to manually remove the needle and he gets shocked. And it's like, okay, this is serious business now. Winds, all kinds of demonic things are going on. And as this is happening, uh, the mom, who is decompressing from interacting with her sister and the kids and the fright of, you know, them almost being killed in an earthquake, <laughs> decides to finally go do laundry. So she takes the elevator down to the first floor. Well, her daughter needs her favorite black shirt. For a protest. I get for it. For the protest. That's fair. You know, she's being you a know, good mother. She is being a good mom. Yeah, no, yeah. no complaints about the mothering here. Okay. The kids are still dumb as hell, but no complaints about the mothering. So she goes into the elevator. Against her better wish. Judgment. Yeah, yeah. If you will. Better judgment. Okay. Thank you. And then we get the POV Kandarian demon sliding through the city. Bam. Right into the elevator. Hits the mother. Throws her back. And the doors close. What is really reminiscent to the vine scene in the original movie, she starts getting strangled with all the cabling from the elevator. Okay. Yeah, but this woman is a gangster. She does a great job fighting back for like as much as possible considering her situation. So I was really impressed with her Do struggle to survive. Do we know much about the, uh, the main actress? Was she like a... Like a contortionist or acrobat. Did she do that her stuff herself? She's an Australian model slash actress. Okay. Because her contortion and like her like using her toes to like hold herself yeah. up in the elevator and stuff, I was like, wow, that's really difficult there. It's almost scene for scene like Evil Dead, the remake in 2013, when she's running through and she gets stuck in the all the, the bramble or whatever. Yeah, same thing happens to her. She gets she gets a branch around her neck and she uses one of her foot to push up herself. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well done, movie. Well done. <laughs> so it was like I guess the industrial version of the uh, out in the woods vine scene. And it's just beating the hell out of her and it's gonna go inside of her. But we don't actually see that. No. Like we no. do in the other two. It got more politically correct as they went on. Because, like, the first one was, of course, very rapey. Second one, hide it a little bit, but a little bit more pronounced what the vine is doing. And then this one, you just see a vine sort of go up. I didn't even see a cord at all go up. She does scream, though, didn't she? Yeah, she she did scream, but it was completely, like, from outside the elevator. And I was like... I was like, I feel like this is them being more tasteful as far as Yeah, that, goes. that's what I meant by being more but politically. But at the same time, I was like, if I have to watch another woman get raped by an inanimate object, I was like, this is this movie trope needs to go away in these Evil Dead movies. Okay. Good news, I, it did. Yes. <laughs> I think Evil Dead Rise is just kind of being like, if you know, you know. Let's exactly. move on. Yeah. Oh, this movie also does buck another trend that I had to look up. And just to, I'm going to cut to it now so we can get it out of the way because I'm just going to fester on it. In this movie, <laughs> there is a scene where we basically see the uh, air vents which will then be used later on by the demon in a few other situations and stuff like that. But there mm-hmm. is a cat. The neighbor's cat is inside the air vent. We see the cat in the air vent, and then the monster jumps up into the air vent, and then we don't see or hear the cat again. I can confirm from the director, the cat lives. The cat in this movie does not get killed. Good job, cat. I thought we were going to get a demon cat, and I was like, that is so clever. <gasps> oh, I would the, love then that. the scratches oh. would make the other people demons. And uh, That's okay. a brilliant idea. Yeah, uh, but... 
she went a different route, the demon lady. So, you know, yeah, but yeah. Uh, that was what I, I was like, oh, that poor cat. So basically at this point, we cut back upstairs to the, uh, the family doing their thing. Auntie Beth is given a bath. The to... power has gone out now. Okay. Because while, while she was struggling in the elevator, we see a bunch of sparks, which is a really great scene. She's just like dangling and, you know, contorted. contorted yeah. She also gets her earring ripped out, which looks super painful. Um, power shuts off, and then we cut back upstairs, and they're lighting candles, I believe. Yeah, because Beth was giving a bath to the youngest girl, and uh, still fucking with the family. She's like, I don't go in the water without seeing underneath it, because there might be monsters. And Beth's like, there's nothing in there. Ah, ah, it's got me. And the girl's yeah. like, what the fuck? And it's like, dude, stop fucking with everyone like this. <laughs> Not the time. There's just an earthquake, all right? Calm down. Beth really needs to get her shit together. She I, needs I mean, to read the room. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Garrett, you'll understand when once you become the fun aunt, okay? <laughs> You're just not there yet. So uh, Ellie comes up out of the elevator. Why can't demons walk normal? Get I mean, used looks, to that human skin, baby. It looks awesome, but they always like walk like they're trying to figure it out. And I'm just like, come on, you guys. I think she's literally trying to figure it out. Yeah, she's <laughs> inhabiting a dead, or the demons inhabiting a dead body. You have so. plenty of time to research and, and practice before so you. I'd love to see that scene of the demon just the sort montage. of walking around in the elevator trying to get it a down. Rocky yeah. Scene. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm also of the opinion that they're still struggling in the body, the soul and the demon. Oh, okay, fighting, oh, against, fighting each against each other. Yes, because I think there's still moments where we get hints of the mother being like, don't let him take my babies. Damn, okay, I like you know? that. I like so that. I think that's what we're seeing. Once she finally is like dead on the bed, that's when the full transition takes. She's two-stepping, oh, soft-shoeing. Okay. I mean, you know, she's nimble as fuck. Bow to your corner, bow to your partner. Do a little square <laughs> dancing. Yeah, it's a whole thing in this movie. Big square dancing scene, that's true. Spoiler. <laughs> I didn't know we'd spoil that, but it's it's uh, it's incredible. So Ellie gets back into the apartment and walks straight into the kitchen. We all saw this scene from the trailer. This is where she walks in, starts throwing eggs in a, a cast iron skillet. And uh, the family's kind of walking in and be like, Mom, what's up? What's going on? And then she says her little line of, you know, I had this beautiful dream where we were a perfect family, yada, yada, yada. And all I wanted to do was, what did she say, tear y'all limb Cut you limb? open and crawl up inside you so we'll be together forever. Dude. Fucking weird. <laughs> I, I got to give it to Evil Dead. Even though it's not a, a, a franchise that I really love, they have some of the best horror lines some of the creepy like we're talking like skeleton witch metal album lyric type shit yeah it's so good and i gotta give it up to Alyssa sutherland the actress who played ellie like mm -hmm. she carries this movie like she is in top form as a demon she does fantastic totally agree tremendous sure. job so anyway she freaks out and she turns around and isn't it where she vomits and dies she vomits a, a ton of oh, yeah. white liquid all yeah. over the floor which could be bile could be, or it could be semen. You know, <laughs> it leave it up to you. Semen. You can pick audience, <laughs> yeah. and then she dies. Well, this is also where she says, "Don't let him take my babies." Oh, yes. yeah. She yeah. looks at Beth, and it's okay. like one of the last moments of her uh, spirit being in her own body. She vomits up the white. So Beth and Danny are trying to get her out of the apartment to try to get some help or something like that. And they come up to the stairs, they open it up, and just like previous Evil Deads, their path of escape is gone. Like whenever Ash tried to drive and go over the bridge, yeah. the bridge is completely torn up. Now, is that from the, the demon powers, or is that just like a coincidence as well? Yeah, it's just bad earthquake luck Okay, in a condemned shitty building. Okay. No, I think the stairs were there. Oh, you do? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think this is definitely demonic forces... I think they're always trapped in ever the situation the evil dead happens. All right. I think I mean, that's what do you think? The, the demons make it that way, yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. Well. Cuz well, even in the other ones like when the when the um the water would be too high. It wasn't really. It kind of came out of nowhere. 
2013. Yeah, like it would right. have been raining for like a week for that thing to be that full. So I think you're right. I think the demon does have demons have some sort of uh, oversight over that. Maybe not 5.5 earthquake power, but definitely a uh, control the environment stair power. destruction power. Okay. I dig it. Yeah. And remember the whole you should have taken the stairs thing happened right after the earthquake before the book was read. Did she look if the stairs were there? No, we didn't see it at that time. Yeah, but I do believe you. We don't have to get into this. I do believe you. I'm convinced. I believe that is the demons. I'm on board. I would love if you were just stubborn for the rest of the podcast. You're like, no, I'm go- we're going back to these stairs. <laughs> no, I'm sold. I'm in. The neighbors come out like, what's going on? And they see that uh, she's dead at this point. Yeah, they take her back to her bed and they throw her in, into her bed and they try to close her eyes, but they keep opening. Okay, that way it only does it once. Like, um, mm-hmm. what's the neighbor's name? Sam? Gabriel. Gabriel does the two fingers, close the eyes, and they pop back up <laughs> like a kid's toy. And I was like, whoa. And then he's like, wait a minute, that's weird. Does it a second time and they stay closed this time. Did so it make it, a noise too? Yeah, it did yeah, make yeah, a like noise. A, like, 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 like a, a like blinds going up (laughs) (laughs) like a cartoon so they're having this moment and and gabriel's like hey can we pray and uh you got old man charlton heston-esque character you know he's like all right let's do this they give a little prayer they're like you know what we can actually escape out of here you and i can take these tools and we'll go through this one build this one apartment which has a fire escape yeah, uh, ladder but it's been barred closed for some reason yeah and and building i guess and you're not getting through those doors that's yeah. the, the, you can't get through them. This is old, old, old wood. Yeah, okay. old wooden doors. They're known for their rigidness. <laughs> so Gabriel's trying to hammer away the lock, and then Mr. Fawn is like, what if I just blast it off? And he's like, you really want to shoot a gun after a mother just, like, died? Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you fucking do. I, when he said that, I was like, where's the argument here? Yes, do you want to get out of here? I'm going to fire this fucking gun. Yeah, start blasting. You know what you can do? You can peek your head and go, hey, by the way, we're going to shoot off a gun real quick to to blow open this door so we can get out of here. You guys cool? If you hear something, you're good. It yeah. takes three seconds to communicate. But now knowing that the demons make it so you can't leave, who knows if that fire escape is oh, even there anymore? Oh, good point. True. What if that door is not a door at all? Just opens to a wall. So they can't open it, but as they're trying to, um, you know, chisel it away and about to shoot it, Ellie wakes up in yeah. the bed like she's rise and shine because Beth is having this like I can't believe you're gone what am I going to do I'm not <laughs> equipped to handle life I've got problems you were supposed to help me with them I can't be a mother blah 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 me me Boom, me demon. and then the, the, the Ellie says something like real biting like maybe you shouldn't be such a whore and spread your legs or some shit like that yeah. and Beth is like up on her feet like okay this is fucked up Beth like grabs her and like oh she's burning up so they drag her into the tub and then this is just where shit goes sideways ways uh so yeah. they yep she jumps it like up from the top like spider style Shoots up yep. out of it yeah Shoots incredible up. and then let's out some sort of banshee scream <laughs> <laughs> now is that new for this movie or is that happening in other evil deads i don't recall it's not really any, a banshee scream yeah I mean, not, not any crazy let's alert the entire apartment complex style scream because there's enough of like you know remember this about evil dead so i want to make sure that i'm also like pointing out and applauding the original stuff this movie did. So you said at the top that we had a lot of the fan service shoved down our throat, and I really can only think of one time that I thought it was shoved down our throat. Is that at the end with the chains come? Yeah, I was like, okay. And and the thing is, because that was so prominent, maybe that kind of left a little bit more intense taste in my mouth, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of nods. I thought a lot of the the other things were kind of subtle, though. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. I I will give you that. I'll I'll pull that back a little bit, but man, that end scene is just so... It's not even on the nose. It's like in your face. It's like in your skull. Yeah, but one in the whole movie. All right, I'll give it. I'll, I'll give it. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Groovy. 
They get into a tussle, and I don't know if anyone can remember the blow by blows because I don't. Beth gets stabbed in the hand with a piece of mirror because the the mirror oh, shatters yes. when uh, she does her banshee yell. Bridget's yelling at her mother to stop. Yes, right. So the mother turns in her attention onto Bridget, and that's when she jumps on top of her and grabs her tattoo gun. Well, because no, Beth gets stabbed in the hand. First. Yeah, this is after. After. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Bridget's yelling, "Don't stop! Stop stabbing your sister in the hand already!" <laughs> so get about it. <laughs> so she jumps onto Bridget with the tattoo gun, and then like jams it in her own temple like right above her daughter and just I wish I could remember exactly what they say because part of the what I find appealing about the evil dead possession is that they are just nasty and they know everything just to say to you to really fuck with mm-hmm. their victims. They really encompass the exorcist level like just yeah, the totally, yeah. filthiest shit you can say but like in a really biting way. Yeah, they're having fun being demons. They it's really called, enjoy it's it. It's called Demon Shade. That's what yeah. it's called, yes. Yeah. You never want to go to a rap battle with these people. No. They're going to put you down quick. Really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> After stabbing herself in the temple, she takes the tattoo gun mm. and gets it right up to the eyeball. One of the most intense scenes in the movie. We are a extreme close-up of this tattoo needle almost piercing an eyeball. I thought we were going to see it. Me too. I did not think we were going to shy away from it. See, I was still thinking, eh, this movie, kids are going to be fine. After 2013, I will not put anything past the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they would have done it in the 2013 movie for sure. Probably. But in this one, she gets hit by a chair instead. Well, she jams it into Bridget's cheek and does a line and then says something really fucking mean. I can't remember what it is either. either. I wish we had a copy of this film so we could, like, check it out. But um, tattoos a line across her face really deep. I mean, it's a gash. And then, yeah, she gets cracked over the head with a chair by Danny. And, and then, I kept thinking, now she's going to have to live with a weird line tattooed on her. Is she going to make that into something? This is what I'm thinking as I'm watching it. Is she going to make that into something later? What could that be? When you, life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. What would you turn that into? Uh, I don't know. That's Brag. What I, this, no. is, this, is why, this is why I was wondering the whole time. Like, what would that, what would that be? Like uh, A treble clef. Oh. It says, Mama never loved me. <laughs> <laughs> it says mother. But she's, oh. a pro, she's a protester, so it could be something with that. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So um, Ellie gets knocked back into the uh, breezeway of the apartment. It gets really dark. By right? the chair, right? Yeah. So okay. The door is open and the neighbors are like wandering in and they see the woman they thought was dead. And they're like, what the hell? And draws the attention of the demon, and then that's how she makes it outside the apartment. I did have a problem with this timeline in the movie because they hear the banshee scream out in the hallway, and they start running towards the door, and then all this whole fight scene happens, and they run through the door right after she gets knocked in the thing. I was like, what were y'all doing in the hallway for like a minute and a half, like just waiting for the dramatic entrance? It was a weird demon hallway. The more they ran... It just kept expanding. Longer and longer. That head cannon. Yeah, God, I'm there I'm so for glad you. We got it. <laughs> so they smartly decide to lock up the apartment and chain the door shut. I'm like, yeah, that's what you do after kicking her, uh, Ellie out in the hallway, right? Right. Well, she okay. jumps out to she jumps on Gabriel and oh. bites his fucking eyeball off, okay. and that gets oh. him in the hallway. I couldn't tell. Like, I know she bit the eye socket area, and the eye came out. Okay, I do have a problem with this scene. It bites the eye socket area. A whole chunk of skin's gone. The eye is gone. We're seeing this all this. Look, we're not mm-hmm. shying away from this shot at all. Um, she turns around, spits the eyeball <laughs> at Gabriel's younger brother, who inhales it and then chokes to death on it. This was, uh, this is where I thought the movie was going to get comedic, like you know, kind of really classic yeah. Evil yeah. Dead kind of goofy. 
But no, I think this is the only thing that was, was kind of goofy. It was like the most out of character death for like this whole movie. But maybe it was like a like a, a, a nod or a wink to like, hey, you know, here's something that might have happened in one of the goofier movies. Or yeah, it absolutely just, did. Okay, this oh. was something that definitely <laughs> happened in those movies. Oh, did it? Eyeball in the mouth has definitely happened in the previous. Oh, films. okay, okay. Yeah. So that's a nod to previous. Yeah. Stuff, all also. right. Well, it's there you a, go. The loogie of all loogies. <laughs> <laughs> so Beth is looking through the peephole. Um, cause they blocked the door with the kids. So they're safe, quote unquote. And then, uh, they're watching Ellie out in the hallway, you know, take out these people one by one. And then Ellie is like going after the little brother, um, Gus, Steve, Scott, doesn't Scott, matter. Scott, that's what it is. And she like chases him off camera to the left. And you see Scott's body fling into into frame against the wall, splat against the wall. Like, he's missing a limb or two. I think. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> fucked up. And then she walks back and is looking at it like job well done to me. She turns around, looks at the people and she's like, I know you're in there. Something like that. And then off camera to the right. Bam! Shotgun blast blows her out of the frame to the left. This is so well done. Like visually, this is such a well thought out scene. Um, you see old man Carruthers walk into frame with his shotgun. He's going to go like shoot her down. I respect that. He was going for the second shot. You so don't stop until you empty that barrel. Big time respect on Yosemite Sam there. There you go. And also, if you're playing at home with your Evil Dead checklist, shotgun check. Yes. Definitely. But as he's going for the second shot, he gets his feet ripped out from him. He falls down below frame out of frame and he gets drug off to the left. You hear his screams go over there again. I cannot reiterate how well done this. You're watching this through a circular peephole on a like wide widescreen aspect. Yeah, that's true. And it's just so well done. She comes back to the, the peephole and she's like, my work here is done, baby. And Ellie's going to try to trick Cassie to open the door for her. Yeah. Can I just bring up a point? Sure. Have we got to the point where Beth looks outside uh, where she thinks where the fire escape is? And, and there was a, there's a homeless man walking down and she's trying to scream to I get his attention? This, I think that's actually what yes. she's doing here. Right Are you now? getting yeah. to that okay. point? That would have been the perfect example, the perfect time for that homeless man to look up and it was Alice Cooper. Yes. From Prince of Darkness. Right, that's John what Carpenter's I was, movie. That yeah, would have been Yeah, I was thinking beautiful. that would have been a good... That would have been amazing. Little cherry on top. That All right. Another nice. nod to a classic horror flick. This is why Hollywood should get at us. We got ideas galore. <laughs> well, it's too late on this one. They already made it. Remake. Yeah. But the next time we get a homeless man in a movie, Alice, you're making a comeback. Yeah. So uh, while Beth is screaming into the rain at a non-Alice Cooper, um, the I, other why, kids why are, didn't she throw? Yeah. Throw one, something. Well, I hate to break it to you science nerds out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, shout out to my people. But sound travels through water. <laughs> like, it can happen. If you yell in the rain, sure, it's loud. But if you're yelling in an alleyway between two concrete structures, that echoes. <laughs> it's loud. You can hear it. You have to actively not want to hear someone screaming at you from a building. I've been to big cities and had people yell at me from buildings. You hear it. That's true. Yeah, he probably just didn't care. He's like, whatever. Uh, crazy shit coming out of that crazy building. He's, he's got more <laughs> important things to look at. Or they. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. That's true. Yeah. But whatever. The, um, so Beth is doing that. The kids are basically consoling each other in the, the room or whatever. At Danny, this point, and Danny and Cassie are. Yes. But Bridget is over in the kitchen trying to clean her wound. And then out of nowhere, it just starts spurting. Is it supposed to be it's tattoo ink. ink? Yes. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. I was like, why is it black? Because it starts like tendriling out from the yeah. actual cut. The ink starts like, like it's, if it's like a bloody vein, like kind of spreading across her face. And then her nose starts bleeding black ink. 
and it's like pretty good run. It's like a pretty like mm. runny nose. And then the the uh, the interiors, like the inside of her eyes, the uh, what are those the ducks called? The yeah. ducks start bleeding black ink, and she's like, "Okay, this is some bullshit at this point." And if you've ever watched an Evil Dead movie, you know when it starts that black tenderling, just means it's just like Ash's hand; it's gone bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she is definitely infected. So I didn't think she would get infected from the tattoo gun. I thought it had to be like. A scratch or you know something like we've yeah. seen in the past like this was like like a weapon hit well so, let's assume that maybe oh, she, no, got she went the... down and licked it later oh you're right the mom okay. did lick the wound so you're right she's like as any good oh, mother would oh yes okay right, so. the kiss and make it better <laughs> I, I didn't know how either I couldn't remember uh, yeah. exactly how they got infected I was so like, what happens when you see a movie in the theater and you can't rewatch anything before we record <laughs> so Beth comes in and she sees Bridget she's now squatting on the countertop facing the cupboards looking up at the angle and now all I could think of is like when a cat is frozen in some weird position looking up at the like a corner in your house and you're like what the fuck are you looking at? I know you're seeing some shit that I don't want to know is there. I love that so much. I tried not to laugh in the theater when that happened. And she, you just hear crunching, like glass crunching. Mm-hmm. You like, know what it is. At first I was thinking back to 2013. I'm like, oh, she's defacing herself with mm-hmm. the, the oh. shards is what I thought. Oh, no, I heard yeah. the noise and I was like, oh, she's eating glass, bro. Turns around, she's eating a wine glass. Oh, we forgot to say why she's eating a wine glass because she basically horks up a big old massive clump of like maggots and bugs and worms and like it's just like gross bug vomit like it's so disgusting so yeah. when she's eating glass she turns around and she's like I've gotta kill the crawlies in my tummy or something like that and I gotta cut them out oh my god so disgusting and they even close up on her throat and you see the glass like puncture from inside you see her swallowing it yeah, yeah. I was really impressed with that because I've never thought about what swallowing glass to that size would look like and I think they did a good job of encompassing it Bridget she slithers off of the countertop and starts chasing Beth and Beth throws the weapon of choice a cheese grater at oh. the demon and Ew. the demon catches it and then goes straight for her leg and I was like Meh, bet you're regretting that this was the part in the trailer that had me cringe before I even saw it happen so I didn't know if we were gonna get the full cheese grade or not but we sure as hell did Ugh, I'm, I'm gonna be honest I'm disappointed by this scene you were yes we have a cheese grater we have someone in peril we have a demon and they go for the leg don't get me wrong intense definitely painful to watch I thought we were going to get like a cheese grate on the face. I thought we were going to get like some kind of like use it across like the neck and like like start spraying out each individual hole like a sprinkler type thing. I thought we were going to get more with the cheese grater than we did. So you wanted more like the uh, syringe scene in 2013. Exactly. I thought we were going hardcore with that because they, they, it's in the trailer. They focus on it. I was like, oh, man, here we go. Strap in. This is it. Eh, just a cheese grater leg. I, I ride BMX. I've had pedals like dig into my bones and my shin. Like I'm sitting there going like, okay, I get it. This sucks, but you know, you've had like rows of skin taken off not with rows, a but I had enough like leg damage to be like, you can live through this. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I'd be pretty upset. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want it to happen to me. It's all I'm saying. So again, okay, not my first choice of you know Sunday activities. Beth runs. To the kids, I'm like well, you're danger straight to the kids. Way to go, great mother over here doing, you know. Which is why she should have that kid and definitely adopt this other one for sure. But uh, well, Beth, she, you're a bad mom. Demon Bridget chases her in there, and guess what saves her? Stephanie, the doll head with the spear on it. The the broken broomstick gets shoved through the mouth of Bridget through the back of the head, 
And so Bridget turns around with a, a stick through her head with a doll head at the end. I thought the doll was going to talk. <laughs> I thought the doll was going to basically have the demon like, oh, you think that's going to stop me or some shit like that? Because, again, you know, goofy, evil dead. I thought that might have happened. Like, I, I wish it, that would have happened. It, it did not. I wrote that down. And I was like, why did this doll head not talk? I think I got something in my throat. There you go. <laughs> Fuck, man, there's so many opportunities here. But, but again, it, this isn't that flavor of evil. Dead. No, of course it isn't. Yeah. But I, you never know, though, because it's evil dead. They could just switch it up on you. There is that scene that I really enjoyed where Ellie puts her finger on the record and the record starts playing out of her mouth. Again. So that was pretty. It could have happened too. Okay. So Bridget uh, pulls out Stephanie, which again is a just a broomstick, and she with dr- a doll head, right? And she okay. falls over, and we're like, oh, she's dead. Or at least our characters think she's dead. So Danny like wraps her up in a in a sheet and ties her down with some string <laughs> or something. And he's like, I thought it'd be safe to just tie her down. And I was like, this motherfucker gets it. Yeah, not a bad idea at all. Very serial killer like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And something that's also occurring is as these things occur in the movie, much like 2013, we see pictures inside of our Necronomicon flip open to kind of portray what's happening out in the real world as well. And that's something that was never done in the original. But I was like, okay, that's a little yeah. nod to the 2013. And I think we need to start a whole side podcast where we just go page by page and appreciate <laughs> the art and the images in these new Necronomicon books. God damn, they are so nice. They are so cool. It bothers me that like they're so great and we get such limited time with them. And we get the images over the credits at the end, but again, it's still not long enough. Like I want to like stand in a like a museum and just stare at them for like hours. That's the DVD like special release. Yeah. That better be on there. Hollywood, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question to that that note. Do you think the pages change each time or do you think every time this demon is released they do the same exact things? They become throat cut and Well, I hate to keep going back to the 2013 one, but in the 2013 one, he first gets to look at the Necronomicon. It's things that happened. It was like foreshadowing, but the movie catches up with the Necronomicon at that point. And then I think the Necronomicon starts pulling out the prophecy, I guess, of of what's going to happen. So in that movie, it kind of catches up. Right. You're correct, because it starts off with the girl tied to the post who gets set on fire and her face shotgunned off. And then it continues with that to raise the demon at the end, right? So it had to have the five sacrifices, I think. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I think that's how that oh, goes. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's a whole different, like, uh, Different book, thing. maybe different rules. True. I would like to think that these things can rewrite themselves, though. Yeah. Especially if you've watched Ash versus the Evil Dead. It gets really fucking bananas. What's happening at the same time is Bridget gets up and is following around Danny and Cassie with the sheet on, starts floating around like a ghost. That was so creepy. Yeah. Really good the scene. The first time you see it, like kind of just like zips out of the door. Shout out to the the set designers and stuff like that. The sheet blends so well with the colors of the background. You can see it move, but when it stops moving, it blends right in. Like you can still see it's there if you're, if you're focusing on it, but you can quickly lose focus of the sheet. It's almost like your eye gets tricked to not pay attention to it right away. That was really well done. Yeah. It was a creepy scene, but I've seen it several times. Okay. With the, the running, the, the toes. It's, it's, not so or, cool. it's not original, but yeah. It was well done. Well. And in the context of the movie, I was spooked by it. I was like, oh shit, that's pretty good. Yeah, it did freak <laughs> me out originally. I mean, once it started like floating through the air like a ghost, I was like, okay, I'm not as worried about it now. But <laughs> yeah, once it can float, I was like, oh, easy to kill. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? I like, my, I like my scares just almost plausible, but not too far-fetched, you know? So, she had a broomstick put through her brain. <laughs> 
we're past plausible. <laughs> so earlier, Ellie had tricked Cassie into opening the door saying, come on, baby, it's me. All I need is just a big hug from you and I'll be okay. Cassie opens the door. The mother immediately starts choking her out. Dude, not only that, she uses her dad because early in the movie, yeah. like Cassie's like, like, I wish dad would come back. And then uh, Bridget's like, don't worry, dad will come back. Don't lie to your fucking siblings about that shit. It's never going to end well. New. Nope. So she's like, she's like, Daddy's here. He's right off camera. Don't you want to meet him? Hi, Daddy. Like, she's like, it's just like she's not quite doing the voice, yeah. but like she's got a hand puppet. The it's fact me, that Cassie, Dad. It's me, your father. Um, the fact that Cassie can be so smart about other stuff, like you'd be a good mom. You know how to lie to kids. But then also fall for the your dad's off camera. I was like, okay, y'all need to like come up with a, a, a line here that we can follow. I did not like that part of the movie. She's so much dumber in that scene than at any other scene in the movie. But you know, I guess kids can be dumb. So. Like my, my note says, kids are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so they see her getting choked out by the mom, Danny and um, Beth. She's being held up in the air like Andre the Giant holding yes. up like a jobber, man. Her little feet are kicking. And I was like, oh, shit, they're going to kill this kid. <laughs> they managed to get her free and get the door closed again. And that's when Danny's like, all right, I have to show you something. And he fesses up about the book and the records. And he takes Beth in there. He's like, and Beth is like, um, okay, you got this where now? <laughs> he's like, down in a, in a fucking box inside a bank vault under the apartment. <laughs> and he's like, in a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, she says something effective like, "I really want to listen to these records." Now he's like, "But the power is out," and she goes, "Ah, don't worry about it. I'm a guitar tech." <laughs> yeah, and then we get a montage of soldering. Where did she get all these batteries from? Though? That was a question I had. There was like 32 AAA's, like all routed together with also like car batteries yeah. and things. We, we all have siblings, right? I don't know if you have siblings. No, I don't. Okay, well, as 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 a family with siblings. There are not that many batteries no. that are not like completely drained, sitting in the freezer. You never have enough. That's the yeah. problem with batteries. Yeah, she's finding just like all kinds, like 12 volts, 9 volts, car, yeah, car batteries. Car batteries. Like, the, like, what the hell? She gets it working, which yeah. I, I really, even though it's super implausible, I loved the fact that she did this. And it was like really like, wow, okay, you can really do some stuff if you put your mind to it. I mean, the rest of the movie, she's dumb as hell. But like, you know, this is a she's really. She's not a groupie, all right? She's a guitar tech. True. Yeah. That was a running gag throughout the movie. They kept the sister kept calling her a groupie. Look, I get it. That's insulting. She has an actual job. A True. groupie's yeah. not a job. Yeah, her job is to sit in the bathroom and piss on pregnancy <laughs> tests. All right, you. Let's see what side of this argument you're Don't on. Don't tell groupies it's not a job. You, have you tried being a groupie? It's a lot of work. Look, I haven't. That's true. So she gets the, the record player working. And in the stupidest way possible, she puts headphones on. Dude, why Cut put yourself both? off from your environment of Ugh. danger. Beth is not a survivalist and was like, the last thing I need to do is be able to hear. So let's just cut out no, all the sound. The last thing she needs to do is be in charge of another life, well, okay? Because she is not using her brain. So dumb. Well, it's so Bridget, ghost Bridget, uh, uh, quilted, quilted <laughs> northern fucking Bridget can fly around and knock around the kids for a while without being hurt. Yes. And in the meantime, Ellie's outside of the apartment and she hears the cat mentioned. In the vents. She's like, I got an idea. And again, back to the whole aliens reference. You know, I was like, oh, here we go. They're in the vents. But she sneaks her way into the room where Beth is listening to the tapes where I don't exactly know what information she gleams well, at this point. This, this she tape. starts at the end. Remember she says, yeah. you start at the beginning, we'll start at the end. And right. that's where it's like, this is a warning. 
Yeah. To anyone who's going to listen you're, to this. You're right. And, and the priest is like, you got to cut them up into little pieces. No, he says, even that doesn't work. He's like, I have no idea how to kill them, basically. Like, you, you, I've cut their heads off. I've cut their limbs off. I've I set them on fire. I think he said I just at buried, one point, He said he buried them alive, basically. I think he said the only thing that actually worked was total, de, uh, total um, disembodiment. Uh, maybe he did say yeah. that. Yeah, that was what was on records two through seven. Oh, okay. Was each, each one was a different <laughs> thing he tried. Instructions, yeah. a diary of things he tried. I, would, I want to hear those records now. Yeah. Day yeah, six really. went paintballing. Bill's on fire. Has no effect. <laughs> well, they said they burned them. Yeah, and they, they just, tried like, everything. Laughed and danced in the flames again. The priest records are honestly one of the best things about this movie because yeah. the words they use to describe this are so creepy. The I want to see that movie. Is so like messed up. Well, it's just like I was saying when we did Skeleton Key. There's something creepy, naturally, about old-timey records Yeah, with shit going on. Take you know? that to Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> Creepiest well, of okay, the songs. So Jump, jive, wail, and die. I do have a, we, we talked about this a little bit when we saw it because uh, my boyfriend came with us, and he's a musician, so we talked about this, about how, how this was not doable to make these records, especially one record seven times, one individual record seven times, like, because the process of making vinyl and he said it would have been like one of the small records the kind of you know those really thick ones that are like a frisbee Mm -hmm. and it would have been like a decca record and they all said 1923 on it and i didn't like the timing of it all okay because like in the 80s it was the the first ones were the tape right the magnetic Mm -hmm. tape whatever you call it yeah they didn't have any kind of recording device in 2013, and then they went to records, which I'm assuming what takes place now. It just seemed weird. Though. Oh, that's right. She said it out loud, didn't she, in 2013? Oh, no, the guy, no. the guy said Mr. It. Hipster reads the book. He's After just it's already it. scratched okay. so, out and so, says, so don't ever ver- read this ever, they, you, so especially you. It. And he like okay. does the rubbing to even get the words yeah. and then reads yeah. that. Okay. okay. Which goes to show, you can't stop stupid. So they just didn't have the record knowledge in the movie, correct. They shouldn't have yeah. looked like old Van Halen records. <laughs> right. shouldn't, shouldn't yeah, professionally pressed. Like you know, this is a thirty-three gram. You know, like, let's let's get yeah. into the like the actual vinyl like science. Well, it, it probably wouldn't work on today's DJ set technique. That's right. true. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. needle was probably maybe a little different. They should have been laser discs. Uh, oh, cool. laser we're talking. Discs, yeah. Didn't you say that? I, uh, point? I, I thought it was a laser disc because it had like there was nothing on the back of it when he brought it out and I was like, well, that's an interesting choice. Slowly spin a laser disc by hand. <laughs> <laughs> so as she's listening to this with headphones on, Ellie comes through the vents behind her. Really creepy scene. She scales the wall like a bug, ends up popping up right behind her. At the same time, Danny's out there getting killed by Bridget. Yeah, they're back in the kitchen, and he's like getting stabbed in the arm and in the chest, but he does manage to spray an aerosol can against one of the burners, and it sets Bridget on fire, and she goes down. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, while Beth is listening to the record, she sees Ellie's reflection in the mirror just in the nick of time. The window in front of her, yeah. Yeah. And she spins around and gets tackled, and then we finally get, I'll swallow your soul. Yeah, the exact thing is, I'm oh. here to swallow your souls. I was like, God, again, such great lines. Then she movie. sniffs. It says oh. almost something effective. Oh, bonus soul. Yeah. <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> Today's my lucky day. They do say that babies have a special smell, so maybe. Even that early? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
So Danny gets he gets stabbed in the heart in this this process. Like he gets stabbed in the arm when he's fighting Death Bridge. That arm stab. Ugh. Oh, you see that? It's, yeah. it's vicious. And then after that, like as they're still tussling and she's on fire, she stabs him like in the chest. Like he's got a, a huge like cutting knife in his chest. No, he's like dead. Okay, well he stumbles out of the room into the hallway after Beth and Ellie have a little tussle. That's when Ellie jumps on Beth out in the living room, and then Cassie kicks the scissors. From underneath the that we saw earlier, check off scissors. Check. Everything in this movie is important. <laughs> yeah. She throws the scissors to her, and then she rams these giant shears up into Ellie's mouth and through her nose, it goes it's, straight through her nostril. Yeah, it like, goes right through her nostril. It's okay. Ugh. Yeah, I can't describe it. I, it just it goes up into the face. It's so messed up, and then she kind of just falls over. And at this point, they go over to Danny, and he's like, I'm done for. Remember me as a peacemaker. Um, Avenge me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, play the monster mash. So um, Cassie's like, so you're going to be a mom? Oh, because I think when like Beth and What's-Her-Face are fighting well, in the living room. She saw her clawing at the belly. Yeah, because yeah. when uh, Ellie jumps on Beth in the living room, she puts her hand, and like she's going to dig the baby out of her stomach. I like, like that part. That was a real tense part. Yeah. I was like, oh. Now, do her fingers actually go into the skin? Because it looks no, like they penetrate. No, I don't think so. It was really close to it, though. Yeah, it looked like they did, I but I don't... I saw blood, I, but I couldn't tell. It, it, they couldn't have, because it doesn't come back to play, and this movie's pretty good true, about true. keeping yeah. track of that. So anyway, Anyway, yeah, she tries to take the baby from inside of Beth. And then, yeah, as you said, Cassie's like, are you going to be a mom? This is where Beth should have said, no, under no circumstances am I dealing with kids ever again. She'd be like, now's not the time, kid. <laughs> yeah. So, so Beth Beth and Cassie try to escape the apartment. They also are like, the fire escape. They run outside and they go through the hall. They uh, do pick up the shotgun in the process from Mr. Fonda's dead body. And they're over there banging away, trying to kick open the door and... Beth starts loading the shotgun to actually shoot the lock off when Ellie has gotten back up, taking the scissors out of her nose, and she starts flying through the hall, and Beth just manages to get the gun up just in time to shoot her leg off. Blows her leg clean off. Knee down. Nice shot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, turns out that's how to do it. Just disable them. And then you got all the time in the world as they're just standing there talking shit the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's, I don't know what the real character's name is, but I'm calling him the Charlton Heston guy. Yeah, the old man. The old man. He died with that shotgun in his hand. Mm -hmm. So when she goes to grab the shotgun, she really has to like peel his fingers back. And that's all I thought when I was watching is cold dead hands. He'll never take whatever that that quote (laughs) is from my cold dead hands. Yeah. I wonder if that was intentional. That's a good point. I didn't think of that, but now I, I, I got that feeling too because yeah. she really like had to like break the rig of Morta's hands, and I was like, "Oh, is this a message?" Ellie Demon goes into trickery mode, and she's like, "Cassie, she's trying to take you away from me." And Cassie's like, "You're not my mother anymore." She goes, "All right then." You're trying to take her away from me and like switches tactics a little bit. He's like, that's not going to work. And then she starts coming at her again and she gets her arm shot off. The she, neighbors, everybody starts waking up like as demons. Yeah. Ellie falls to the ground. Zombie kids come out of the room and they start to pantomime crying about Danny, the mother. Danny and uh, Bridget yes. are crying over their mother and they start laughing in the process. I thought this was a great scene. Yeah. And Ellie, who's upside down, like <laughs> armless and legless, starts laughing with them. <laughs> Everybody here dies by dawn, Beth. Okay, so I know there's a video game called Dead by Dawn, and I think I've asked you this a million times, Mark. There's a movie called Evil Dead 2 colon Dead by Dawn. Oh. 
I didn't know that was the subtitle. I didn't know that was the subtitle. <laughs> okay, well then never mind. It's what they chant in the movie. I did like this scene. It was really well done. It was very creepy. At this point, Beth and Cassie are like, all right, fuck it. We're taking the elevator. We're going to risk it. Right, because everyone else comes back to life. Like the mm-hmm. dead uh, Gabriel and the old man and uh, the, the two kids. Uh, and they start like chasing after her. So they have no choice but really to go in the elevator. As they get in the elevator and it closes, uh, Cassie realizes the reason the elevator won't close by itself is because the keys are stopping it. Anyway, ridiculous. She pulls the keys <laughs> oh, back. Yeah. The doors close. They won't go down because there's no power in the building. Um, at this point, the Necronomicon is still flipping its pages open, and we see the old picture of like a body being ripped apart. And then we see it happening in real time where the kids are the ah, kids see, and I, the neighbors are ripping the mother apart. I saw a picture that looked like somebody just got done shunting. Well, no, <laughs> there's a picture earlier which basically shows like a, a, um, a torso being shredded. Mm. And then that's what they do. They, they start shredding her torso. They reach into it. And then it also shows the shunting picture in the book. And that's what they kind of become. But we don't see them become spider that hands, man, yes. or whatever. Now, this is the first time they've ever done this in an <laughs> Evil Dead movie where all the demons join into one weird conglomerate. I was like like a that. thing style. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that had ever been done before. No, but I thought it was cool. I mean, I've seen it happen several times, but I can't think of all the names of the movies. Uh, there's a movie I'm, th- I'm never going to think of the, the, the name, but Society, uh, but that's The Void. Ooh, The Void oh, does the void, have that. Yeah. yeah, The Void. That's yeah. a whole podcast. Okay, we're all the movies where everyone got <laughs> conglomerated thing style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the the buttons on the elevator stop filling up with blood. The elevator starts filling up with blood, and we get to see the weight limit. And I was like, okay, that's important to know because mm-hmm. blood's probably heavy. Could you imagine? And they're and they also jump down. On, then they, some of them jump down on the top. Yeah, of the like elevator, the, the, the the new monster jumps yeah. on the top. Yeah, because it kind of goes down a little bit. They jump onto that. And then, again, this scene was really intense because they'll be able to float enough in the the blood water to be able to kind of push the uh, emergency hatch off the top of the uh, elevator roof open. And as they do, that's when we see all the multiple hands of this creature start to climb its way in. But they start choking Beth. It may, it may be. I think it like have. grabs her or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so. At but this point, you're fucked. I mean, there's no, there's no escape here. But then, as Mark says, we cut to a uh, a moment of looking at the weight capacity of the elevator. Snap, zoom, crashes to the ground. We get an excellent shining uh, nod as the elevator bursts open and blood rushes everywhere. We see two lifeless bodies just shoot across the floor and smash into the back wall. So, do you think you live through this double dare obstacle course? Yes. You think you would Maybe be not okay? That kid, but I think Beth could probably. That survive. was like a what, fourteen foot drop? <laughs> I mean, I know you're suspended in liquid, but do you make it out with the fourteen? I don't think they're on the top. I think they're maybe on like floor five. We, or we six. know that old gal's on number five. And she said she was below them. Yeah, so we were at least at like six, six, seven. You can survive that because the thing is, that there's enough liquid in there. When it hits, sure, you're going to go down, but it's so full that you're going to, it's like jumping into a pool. You don't sink straight to the bottom and hit the bottom. You kind of do that like turn thing. So I think with the hit, it's from science, I think you survive the, the impact of the elevator. Now, when you shoot out the door and you slam into the wall, you've got enough broken at this point that maybe you don't get up and go, woo! That was fun. <laughs> What's that show where they debunk stuff in movies? Mythbusters. Oh, Mythbusters. Yeah, yeah, I think this is one one of those moments here. All right, I'll be I'll be the Adam Savage. You can be the uh, the Jamie John. 
Oh, I was gonna be Carrie, but okay. <laughs> All right, I like it. go for it. They run for the car. They open the garage after some failed attempts. Cassie and Beth are both alive. Let's yeah, they are. Preface that. Our two remaining survivors. They start to leave the garage, but what do you know? They fall in a hole. Now, car was, car wheel is stuck in a hole. Yeah, because the gate won't open, right? No, the gate does open, but Finally. as they're driving, one oh. of the back wheels falls in the okay. hole. That hole, man, it's fucking them up. Now, was there daylight <laughs> shooting into the garage? Because the way it was lit looked like there was like beams of light kind of coming into the garage. I think it was light from outside of the city. Yeah, I didn't notice I don't daylight. think it was daylight. Oh, you don't think it was daylight? Why do you ask? Well, I just, I'm sorry, like the, the gate turns on. Everything kind of like starts powering back on at this point. And so I was like, oh, did they get power because the sun's coming up? Because, you know, dead mm. by dawn, dead by dawn. Is that the, the time limit they have? But the, since they're still in shadow under the ground, maybe they have a little bit of a, a little the, bit of a last minute chance. The thing is, I don't think that applies in this movie. Because okay. remember the opening? That's during the day. Uh, okay. Oh, good you point. Got you got me. Again, mm. I didn't know the, the rules of, you know, the, the deadites. Yeah. No, Are these that, deadites or is this something completely different? They were only really called deadites in the Army of Darkness. Okay, then never mind. But I still call I them deadites. It, I take it back. I think it's easier to just call them that. I know, but yeah. I don't want to sound stupid on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're 170-something episodes in. I'm too probably late. too late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we've all passed that, Mark. <laughs> uh, the, the, the amalgamation. What do we want to call it? Mother Beast. The behemoth. The Ooh, behemoth. Hansy. Like that. That's what I would call Hansy. it. Hansy. <laughs> That's my friend Hansy. <laughs> it's now gotten into the garage. Rosie Palms and her two kids. <laughs> it's now gotten into the garage and it's sneaking around the car and they're doing the whole like cat and mouse around the car. It's a real Jurassic Park situation with the I, Raptors. Yeah. I thought it was going to be another 2013 homage or homage where he just pushes the car over on him, but uh, yeah. did not do that. <laughs> so did I. They bolt for the gate because it starts closing in the garage. They actually both make it out, but the mother managed to grab Cassie's leg and drag her back in, and now Beth is outside with the gate shut. And she's screaming like, oh no, Cassie, what am I gonna do? I thought this was the end of the movie. I thought they were taking the whole fucking family out except for Beth, and her new child was gonna mm. be like the, I'll get it right with this one type situation. I thought Beth was gonna be like, you stay here, I'll go get help. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna know what? I think it would've been a better movie if she left, yeah. or if this is how it ended. I think she should've mm. seen, cause, cause Cassie ends up in this like van where the monster is in the van like kinda coming after her as Beth is like busting open the gate with the shotgun right. um, to basically come back and get her. I think it would've been a better movie if Beth had gotten in but it was too late and Cassie had been killed and she's like alright I gotta do I gotta be a good mom to make up for this tragedy that we all went through or mm -hmm. something like that agree but no that's not what happens we get a real alien situation here well in a reverse situation the demon has the chainsaw it has coming after Cassie and mommy's just like don't worry I just want to take your little head off don't calm down so creepy and the thing is it's like inches away in another shot that's like really close to a child's face with a dangerous object I thought they were going to cut the kid's head off. Me too. It would not, I would not have put it past an Evil Dead movie at this point. After 2013, they don't kill any kids in that, though. No, but it's so visceral and gory. I mean, yeah. things that I did not think were going to happen in 2013. I'm like, whoa, this is on film now. But 18 plus murders only. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So in probably the worst scene of the movie, Beth is on the back of the truck and she shoots at the monster and says, come get some. I'm like, oh. Mm. Did you notice she has a, a very dark blue um, outfit on, very reminiscent of the khaki blue outfit that Ash has on at the same time? The bloody face, just like Ash. Didn't notice the color. When she's running at the van with the monster, we get Ash 
face cam kind of like run the cameras mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, like yeah. in front of the face keeping a pace with it again I thought that was a nice nod I was okay with that but then she said come get some and I was like okay now is it tradition for when he says come get some that he immediately gets his ass kicked because that's what happened here <laughs> no oh okay no, yeah no. she immediately just starts losing the battle classic I, Beth <laughs> I know it was for the fans but this was a little too much for the fans I agree we had a chainsaw a yellow chainsaw which you didn't mention that first they can't get out in the car because it falls in the hole, but they find the truck, which belonged to the Charlton Heston character. Oh, okay. That was the tree trimming truck, which is where the... How did you know that? It had whatever his name was. Mr. Fonda? I can't remember his name now, but that's yeah, what it said on the yeah, okay, Fonda's I, tree service Mr. or whatever. Heston? I didn't put that together. I didn't know that was his. So That's, that's, where, he, that's okay. where they got the chainsaw. Oh, okay. Because it was sitting on the truck. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Right Good to know. I guess shit that we just completely yeah. missed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank we you. Al- we also didn't mention that the pizza place they go to is Henrietta's Pizza, and Henrietta is the possessed mother in the basement. Once in my fridge cellar. Someone with a fresh soul. Oh, yeah. deep cut there for the fans. Okay. Was the yellow car in this movie at all? I didn't see the Delta. Did anybody Mm-mm. see the Delta? I, I didn't. It no. could have been in there. Maybe we missed it. Maybe it was in the garage somewhere. I was looking, but, but yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. it. I don't know. Who knows? There there happens to be a wood chipper. In, oh, because it's the, the guy's tree trimming business. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you said that. It's a very important part of I this, thought, this garage like, scene. Why the fuck do they have a tree trimmer in a building that's being <laughs> condemned? I was like, I don't get this. And this movie, everything in this movie plugs together. I'll give them props for that, man. They're pretty good about that. It, though, to your point, it does make it feel very kind of paint by numbers. No, I'm I because of you being on this podcast today, you've helped my score go down by a half point. Ooh, I kind okay. of feel the same. I was yeah. I was thinking I was like, Ooh. oh, and it's not in a bad way. You've actually pointed out some things. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like what a kung fu master, you're punching yeah. holes in this world. <laughs> so anyway, we get we get our final fight. After she says Kung gets son, the demon turns around and throws the chainsaw at her oh, and dude. knocks her over and she falls down. And right above the mulcher, the demon is sitting on top of the mulcher trying to stuff Beth into it. Okay. She's turned on the switch and with one Cass- of her many hands. Yeah, with one. Yeah, she's got like six hands now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cassie runs around the corner and manages to turn it off just in the nick of time for Beth to get up, grab the chainsaw, and start jamming it into the demon. And then she's like, "Cassie, turn on the thing again." Turns it on, and they mulch the mother demon. Yeah, and That's a how rain goes. of blood comes out of the mulcher. And as the head's about to be mulched, it's like. How could you do that? Like, he turns back oh. into his sister, and, you know, she's like, suck it, or whatever. I don't know. Some she stupid says, thing. How could you do this to me, booby, or some well, pet name? What she says is, you really do look a lot like mom. Oh, yeah. And oh, you're going to be yeah. a shitty mom just like her. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know if the demon's wrong. I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying. I, I could be wrong. Prove me wrong, Beth. Yeah, Says the mom that's being eaten by the tree yeah. trim truck and there her kids also. So, To be fair, she was with her kids to the end. Well, True. two of them. You know, there you go. I take it back. <laughs> One of them is still around, though. Momless now. Who are we to judge orphan. her parenting? <laughs> it's the next orphan movie. <laughs> nice. Beth punts the head straight into the, the mulcher, and that's the end of Ellie. The entire the garage demons. is juiced so from head to toe. It's, it's red. They embrace hands, and they walk out. And we think that's the end of the movie. But we still have to talk about the wraparound story. I did not see this coming. This fucked me up. I thought that was the end of the movie. 
So out of floor five, we've got this girl who's very vapid, walking around, looking at her phone. She calls the girl who gets scalped in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and she's like, um, I'm not really feeling all that great today, so I'm probably going to pass. She's like, no pass. I'm coming to pick you up right now. Bye. Click. She gets in her car and then looks in the rear view mirror and happens to see the mulcher with the lake of blood in there now. Which I would also get out and go inspect. No, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah. And then she I would leave out. immediately. Call the cops and, le- you know, but anyway, she gets hit with the evil dead whammy. And I guess one of our listeners brought up to the, this point and I was like, yeah, that was kind of weird. Why is the evil dead whammy still farting around in the garage hours later? I think that record does say like I tore them all apart and their constituent pieces still tried. So maybe there's still just enough of a physical deadite left mm. that it can jump. Oh, well, did we see what happened to all of the, the residents nope. on the floor? Nope. Okay. We didn't. We never saw the cat. Oh, the cat. <gasps> Don't you fucking do this to me. <laughs> that cat is okay, and he is living his best life on the street with Alice Cooper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good movie. But yes, okay, I, I can see that. It's called Catman Do. Well, didn't all of them merge together, or was it just no, the just kids? the family. It was just the family. Uh, Six arms, three okay. people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess okay. it'd be one of them. And that's how it ends the movie, I believe. She she screams and then we fade to black and then we get some Necronomicon art mm-hmm. and um, a very oppressive soundtrack on top of the Have credits. we seen Deadites drive before? Because she then goes, drives to pick up, as a demon, drives to pick up her best friend and then drives to the cabin. I feel like if Ellie can make eggs, she can drive. Is, is what she was doing making eggs? No. <laughs> You're right. There's way too much time to pass it from picking up your cousin to driving out to the fucking Country. lake in that yeah. triangle cabin. All right. They lost another half point just now. <laughs> wow. All right. So there you have it. Evil Dead Rise. Not worth your fucking time. Well, okay. I can, I can say that when some people in the past movies get infected, it's not an immediate outbreak. So It's a okay. cabin fever type situation. Yeah. So it, it, it could take some time. It takes its time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, well, there we go. Problem solved. (laughs) Evil Dead Rise. I liked it. I thought it was good. Do I like it more than 2013? I don't think so. I think 2013 is still above, but still Evil Dead 2 is my favorite of the entire franchise. I mean, I enjoyed this movie. Again, I'm not a huge Evil Dead fan, so I feel like I'm the, the wrong person to actually, like, be the definitive voice on this. I mean, normally I am on the podcast as a definitive voice. I mean, you all should be taking my, my ratings as gospel. But no, I mean, it was enjoyable, but there was definitely some moments in it that I was like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I still, even after this conversation, still really, really like it. I have to watch it again. It's hard to say because I watched the 2013 one like a lot. So it sort of wins because I'm so familiar with it. It's not fair to compare this first viewing. I think I need to watch this one again to know. Definitely want to watch it again. But yeah, I did compare it a lot to 2013. But yeah. Did you watch 2013 recently? I did. Okay. Yeah, I rewatched it last week, so. Oh, I haven't seen it since we did it for the podcast. Dude, you're missing so. out. Even I watched I know, it not that long really ago. Good, but that movie's also very intense. Yeah, it is. So. It is very I intense. did watch some interviews, too, um, today about this new one. And uh, they were saying a lot that said that we're going to have more movies because he goes, well, now we have three Necronomicons and where is the book now? Mm-hmm. And so he did confirm the three are in, in play. Bruce Campbell was saying oh, it. Bruce and then okay. And then he said that um, that they were glad that they got it out of the cabin of the woods because now basically the options are open. Space. So. Space. Damn it. Space. I knew he was say space. <laughs> okay, only if the Necronomicon is on some like sort of E-disc, you know, it's 
been translated into some digital form. You just see it floating in space in front of the spaceship. <laughs> How did it get there? Doesn't matter. <laughs> the leprechaun brought it up yes. there. I'm not a crystal. <laughs> it's just some real shitty graphic, too. It's like just some guy who threw it across the camera and they slow motioned it, you know? <laughs> it's going to be a podcast. That's how it's going to travel. Oh, yeah. Oh. Never know, a hidden podcast that someone John defines. is going to read it on our podcast. Yeah. That's what like you said. A, you can't stop stupid. That's true. <laughs> Twitch, you know, some sort of streaming service gets go. it out there to a lot of people. There's a lot they can do. A lot of places to go with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, any other lingering thoughts on Evil Dead Rise before we wrap? I think I said everything. I like seeing it. I want to see it again, but it just wasn't my top. Why don't you tell the people at home where they can find your content? BloodOverTexas.com. Okay. That's basically it. It has a calendar of all of our, all of our events, and then we're on all of the socials. All right, all right. Mark, what is next? Wait, I, you ask me that, don't you? Yeah, but I know what we're doing it's next. It's a real role reversal today. I got it. We're doing the blob. Oh, are we? Yeah. Didn't you watch this one recently? Yeah. Is that why we're doing this recently? Yeah. Okay. It's good. We're going to watch it again. Okay. He needs to get it out of his system where he will not he shut was, up yeah, about the blob. He's just not going to let yeah. it go. He's like, did you know it was a blob? <laughs> Bro, it eats people. Like, fuck. Hey, look. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler for the blob, by the way. It eats people. <laughs> right, Damn, well. we're not even in the episode yet. And you're already <laughs> spoiling it now, John. Leroy's going to come on and bring us the deets about the original blob, because I haven't seen it in quite The black and white one, right? Right. Okay. It used to be called the blub. Then someone was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> the blub, the blab. No, the blob. Ah, that yeah. makes more sense. All right, listeners, we're going to hang up now. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.